Brooklyn. It's the ninth annual Blank Jack Awards. Now your host for this evening, song and dance man, Griffin Newman. What a wonderful night for blankies, blankies, blankies. Who will win? Mbop, Inheimer, Mbop, Inheimer, Mbop, Inheimer, do. Yeah, Mbop, Inheimer, do. Second verse. Inheimer, do. Yeah. <clears throat> Killers of the Flower Moon River. <laughs> <Yep>. Movies very long. <laughs> Genocide is sad, my friends. I, I, I'm uh, being the audience. Yeah, where right. like, These are sort of abridged. Yeah, These yeah, are yeah, little yeah, snippets. Right, right, right. Sure, sure, sure. You ain't nothing but a poor thing. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Fucking all the time. <laughs> you ain't nothing but a poor thing. Fucking all the time. And Billy pitched that. You know, Ruffalo's a cat, but it ain't no care of mine. <laughs> Billy actually faxed that one to Kimmel. Yeah. Hold on over. Hold on over, oh, wow. baby. Hold on over. Hold on over, baby. Catching all the age groups in this one. This is good. Giamatti's got a lazy eye. He can't see you. Hold on over. Hold on <laughs> over, baby. So he would have had maybe like a, a backing group for that one. Yeah, yeah. sure, 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 sure. And then I was like, I was stuck on Maestro. Uh-huh. What do you what fucking song do you do for Maestro? Mm-hmm. I was like, Maestro. So I'm not the weird Al of a okay, blank check. Well, that was me. That was me trying to do <laughs> yeah! it. Look, there were a couple of years where I didn't try it. Exactly. All. You're trying I'm to do trying the again. songs again. Yeah. You could do that like my neck, my back song, except it's like Maestro. Maestro. Oh, my Maestro. That would be raining it in. It's past lives. It's now or never. <laughs> okay. I ain't gonna yep. Skype for it. Oh, there you go. That's good. Did you just come up with that? I just came yeah. up with that one. Fantastic. I'm looking at other things. Yeah. But all the other stuff you wrote months in advance. Oh, there were some stressful Skype Workshop sound effects yeah. in that Valanche movie. Workshop all that time. There's yeah. a lot of, yeah, you had to put a lot of time in. Do you think Valanche just kind of is like suspended in some sort of like, um, you well, know, yeah. Bakta tank or, yeah. you know, spice tank from Dune or whatever? That's how I imagine he Here's is. Here's my Baron, pitch. Baron Valanche. <laughs> he's pitch. just kind of like ageless. And then they just knock on his tank and he's right. like, you know, like he still has an OJ joke for them or whatever. Let him host. The Let fuck are host? they doing here? Yeah. Valanche hosting. Now he's 75 years old. Right. <laughs> Yeah, Those ripe is the word. Finger on the pulse. <laughs> David, we've been talking about you and I both recently rewatched all the Billy openings. Yeah. And this sure. gets called out sometimes, but I, I always watch them forget. a lot. Yeah, I think you yeah. you were like really like I'm gonna do I watch them fairly often, but this year I was like, oh, I'm I'm gonna actually watch every single one in order. Yeah. Uh, and I, it, people lose track of this, but like just the weird cyclical nature of yeah. His first year hosting the Oscars was the year after the Rob Lowe Snow White. Right. Am I wrong about that? It's correct. It's it's the same thing that happened with Kimmel where they were like, maybe we should stop trying to reinvent what this is and hire a comedian to host the Oscars. And so he comes out and he's like, I know you all hate the thing 
where I promised when I took yes. the job, I said, I'm not going to do that one was of these the horrible, crappy opening musical medleys yep. that everyone rolls their eyes at. Yep. And then the bit is, oh, he's doing it, but he's doing the lo-fi version right. of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Joke, jokes. The joke was him sort of doing what I'm doing, which is like, oh, this is like the shitty, they just made it up right. version. And then it became Without the backup dancers or real singers. And then it becomes the thing that people like me parody as, isn't that corny? Right. Well, it's 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 Alan Carr, right? The year before, right? Was the uh -huh. the, the the famous, uh, very um, over the top producer, right. sure, and right, and like just, just the th I still think about it, like just the, the like the big brain kind of like, well, yeah. who's the most famous movie star? Snow White, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> anyone the greatest, heard of her, the greatest of all time, the goat. <laughs> oh, how are we gonna do with Snow? How are we gonna do that? Um, I'll just have someone wear a Snow White costume. Send a van down yeah. to Anaheim, pick up whoever's playing Snow White in the park right now, exactly. and bring her down. Who's the ultimate gentleman with teenage girls? <laughs> and, then, and then the other part. <laughs> I guess that's before, I, right? It, it is, it. but yeah. barely. Yeah. But beyond that, maybe gave him some ideas. I did a trivia thing one time, a trivia round to talk where about it was. On podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I did a trivia round one time where it was the Billy Crystal parodies, and I was like, match up the movie with the actual song that okay. uh, was parodied. Yeah. And I think I gave like an answer bank because I was like, it would have been too hard otherwise. And yeah. it was fun watching people come up with their own crystal thing. Oh, it's like, wow. The yeah. answer was wrong, but they were like, I figured it would be because of this and this. And Some like, of them are so weird. I mean, the one I always think about is doing Sea Biscuit to Goldfinger. Yes. Sea Biscuit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what are you supposed to do with a movie called Sea Biscuit? That's why right. I guess he was just like, well, okay, well, let's break down number of syllables. Sometimes he's punning the title, but yes. sometimes he's punning the filmmaker. Like the Goodwill Hunting was night and day because it was Ben and Matt, Matt and Ben, you know, that. Right. Right. Mm. And then because uh, Sophia lost in translation was uh, Maria from West Side Story, but it was Sophia. I just met a girl named Sophia like that. Yes. Seabiscuit was nominated for seven Academy it Awards, was. including Best Picture of the Year. Yeah. Best Motion Picture of the Year. In, a, in like a fairly big year was a summer release was yeah. a big hit. Was a big hit, but also critics were like, eh, eh whatever. And then at the end of the year comes, they're like, but what about Seabiscuit yeah. this time? And they're like, eh, go. Well, the Seabiscuit one, though, I just want to call out because obviously I've said this on other episodes. It's one of the only times Billy doesn't make the opening monologue joke about the director being snubbed. Yes. Right. Yes. That's Where true. he was just like, Dude, none of us, himself. none of us are upset well, that Gary Ross didn't get the nomination. Who did? Instead, yes, can you tell Fernando me? Morales. Fernando Morales. Yeah. One of but the every, biggest, the biggest surprises of like oh, Oscar okay. nomination morning ever. For nerds like us, and let's be clear, this is blank check with Griffin and David. I'm Griffin. I'm David. It's usually a podcast about filmographies, directors who have massive success, blah, 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 blah. Once a year, we pick the winners. Yes. The Blanky Awards. We bring in our old friend Joe Reed, aka Reading Rain Joe. Thank you. From this had Oscar Buzz. Thank you. And we just fucking nerd out. Now, DGA gave Gary Ross the knob. As they often do, DJ will actually reflect best picture better than best director. Sure, right, right. Who did the Globes give that slot to? In 2003. It wasn't Mr. Gary Ross. That's my a good question. To be clear, the other four nominees Jackson. are Jackson. Well, you want to do him? Yeah. Uh, did they give it to Mangella? Uh, the Golden Globes gave it to Anthony Mangella for, for Cold, Cold Mountain, Mountain, which of course got sort of like surprisingly snubbed in the top two categories. Right. Somewhat surprised. And actress. Yeah. And actress. That was a surprising stuff. So much time has passed <laughs> since you left me. Well, best actress here that year. Here on Cold Mountain. Best actress that year was 
was sort of wild throughout. And then nomination morning comes and everybody was putting Keisha Castle Hughes in for whale rider and supporting, which, which was, was bullshit. wrong. But right. it was where she got in the sack. And yes. then so the Oscar voters were like, no, 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 she's the lead actress, which like they don't do often this, enough. 2003, I feel like is a morning that nerds like us think about as like. 100%. I want one of those again, where they announce Rana Morales. That's and my you went, Roman Empire. That wasn't on a long list. Right. It wasn't on a long list. We hadn't even conceived it. That was eighth dimensional thinking. What was, was that? It got Morton. four noms. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, City of God. Yeah. Right. There were like a couple but other surprises of like. Samantha Morton getting in Best Actress was correct. super, that was super surprising. Weird. But great, because I love that movie. Keisha's yeah. category placement was surprising, especially her bumping Nicole. She took Uma's spot. I'll never Hunter was that. kind of on the bubble. You know who read the nominees that year? That year was Sigourney? Sigourney Weaver. We were talking yeah. about Sigourney right before we started recording. Can you give me the other four directing nominees just to Okay, for 2003. Uh, uh, well, Peter of course, Jackson, you said. Peter Jackson. Old man Eastwood, as Billy Clint said. Eastwood for, uh, for Mystic River. It chugging along. What's the year that he did, you sang and paint your wagon, don't sing anymore? I think that, I think was, that was for Million Dollar Baby. No, 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 no. It wasn't that. Are you sure? Maybe it was. Maybe it was Unforgiven. I think it was. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, we both funny. watched him It was funny. Yeah, it's very funny. There's one year where Clint's loving the Billy. Yeah. Yeah. I right. think it was that year because he was with Francis Fisher. The last and year Clint enjoyed anything. It yeah. was exactly. Kind of he's yeah. riding high. Yeah. He's yeah. finally made it. So 74 years young. Jackson Eastwood, he know he's like how old is he when Unforgiven comes out? Let's look Unforgiven, he's like 69. No, he's not that old. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see, 1930. He's like 62. Okay. And it's just so funny to think about the Oscars being like, ah, as you hang your hat up and Head right, into retirement. Right, yeah, like, right. Let's give you some Oscars. And he's like, 30 more years of movies coming, bitch. My dad's 10 years older than him now. What if there was a juror? Right, than he was in his old man movie. That's the other thing, though. Like, old star, like, when they give the award to fucking John Wayne and he's, like, 62 and everyone's right. like, he's yeah. had a good run. He's dead within 18 right. months. Well, he was, yeah, those people had, those people had the good sense to drink themselves right. to Very, death and whatever. Right. Yeah, Actors yeah, yeah. used to have, like, professional wrestler it's, life. Right. It's right. just, like, so obvious that the Unforgiven win was, like, them being, like, Clint, we've been rude to you. Yeah. And, yes. you know, you're wrapping it up and it's great. Taking it seriously. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, Wait, right. so Jackson. Jackson Eastwood. Old man Eastwood. Uh, Morales, Morales. and then the Morales. other two for 2003. Uh, Big Fish didn't get in, which made me very angry as uh -huh. a 14 yes, year old. Justifiable decision, yeah. dumb opinion. You're about to, you're David. gonna name two really good movies, so you are come on, really? Yeah, one of them I've mentioned like in the last five or ten minutes. One of them was a woman. Griffin. Yeah. So oh, maybe oh, Sophia. Sophia. Sophia Coppola. I, I, for I Lost just met a woman named Sophia. And then and one of them you're making David very sad. By it's not like my it's your guy. It's Peter Weir's Master and Command. Yeah, right. there you go. Yeah. It's, it's a very solid five, especially given that they uh, put Morales in there, which was cool. Yeah, I would have yeah. put Burton in there. Burton's not even close. Burton's in. No, like the big snub, honestly, the crazy snub is Tarantino. But like they just right. were not. They did really, not consider those movies. They oh, did, but well, they just didn't really know how to deal with it. They didn't. Consider, they didn't give it a single fucking nomination. No, they did it. I'm saying like oh. that movie was in the Oscar race. Uma yeah. got a nom. I still have Golden my Globe. Clint Tarantino yeah. FYC. Yes. Yeah, Golden Globe nom. She should have gotten an Oscar nom. She Morton takes her spot. I I strongly agree, but I just remember obviously I was the right age to be so amped up for that fucking movie and being like, why is this not getting taken seriously? Yeah. And it not even getting shit like costume. 
or editing. Oh, yeah. It was just like, oh, this was... Well, this is what we were talking about with Wes Anderson recently, too, where it's like these people with like these huge and kind of obvious visual aesthetics. Yeah. Like, it's not like you have to be really like, you got to really like see the whole board. It's like the aesthetics are up front. Tarantino's weird, though, because they when they go for him, they go for him wholeheartedly. And some movies they skip over entirely. Yeah. Wes, we were just talking about, it's the insane thing where it's like only one of his movies has ever gotten nominated in any craft categories. Right. There's one year they went for his movie in every Whole hog, yeah. Down the ballot. And he won a few. Like, I don't yeah, really yeah. And you're like, there understand. are other guys like that where it's like, well, the Academy doesn't love them, but their films are always going to get right. cinematography or costume or art direction or like certain period pieces where you're just like, no one's going to fucking nominate the Duchess in the major categories, but obviously it's an automatic costume nomination. Zero acting nominations, Across all That's of Wes's what, films. I mean, yeah, well, that, that, that across all is crazy. Across all is crazy. The, the fact that he doesn't, the thing I think is crazy is the first thing you said, which is like, why does he not get craft consideration, right? He should get a production design nomination for kind every, of every year. And I think it partly year. makes it look easy, right? That, yeah, that, sure. That's the thing. Sure. Robert Yeoman's like, never gotten an Oscar exactly, nomination. Right, right, like, right, just, right. They, they just take him for granted, I guess. But, but this And was, then partly yes. I think it's a focus doesn't maybe have. The right, but he's like, flipped between. He's done him? Focus and Searchlight. Yeah, who did Searchlight? Well, who are his Searchlight movies? His Searchlight movies are. Uh, why am I fucking blanking here? Well, French Dispatch was French Search- Dispatch was Searchlight. Darjeeling was Searchlight. Yeah, uh, French Dispatch was doomed by weird. The anime movies were Searchlight, stuff. which yeah, got yeah, yeah, yeah. his animation nominations. I just like Asteroid City. I was knew was getting, before that. I knew yeah. Asteroid City was getting nothing. Sure, because yeah. it came out in the came summer out way too early. Blah, blah, yeah, 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 yeah. And some people don't like it. Yeah, but. You don't want to just even try. You know, right. just kind of put your elbow on the scale it's just for fucking. Because there'll just be nothing. Yoman has one. No. For what? Budapest. Right. Oh, oh, everything. Yes, I'm got, sorry. Everything yeah. for Budapest. I'm yeah. sorry. Right. That's yeah. the one time everybody, like, yes. got their flowers. Right. But the thing with the acting nominations is, I can you can see it where a lot of these movies are hugely ensemble based. Yeah. So, like, I understand that he's never gotten a supporting nomination on anybody. The fine snub is wild. The fine snub makes no sense. And that he didn't show up anywhere that yeah, season I think is that so weird. Category confusion. I'm, I'm along really? with that. Yeah, they didn't. They never really settled on if he was leader supporting. He's so clearly the leader. I it's agree. His movie. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. He got a BAFTA nom. Yeah. Hackman so at least cool. got the Golden Globe for 10 Well, the Hackman stuff The Hackman stuff's insane. insane. The I, first Marie snub is insane. The Rushmore snub? Yeah. Nah, movie's too weird for them, I think. He came. Right? Clo- he was another he, one who came close, though. He won a bunch yeah. of precursors. And he stuff. was just no, I know. such a big star in that sort of, like, transformative moment. That was the, like, trial balloon that yeah. made the Lost in Translation one possible. It's yeah. just such a different... The 90s Oscar voters, they're so stodgy. Like, that versus... That felt like a weird something. But they also he's an asshole. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. No, but then they nominate him the next time. Yeah. Five years later never for ended. a gigantic critical sensation. Rushmore was a little more of like an art, you know, house, like, you know, minor. I think hits. the bigger thing with Rushmore was that they did the what now works more often, but they did the screenplay the, nod. No, it didn't get a screenplay nod. Didn't it? Okay. No. Yeah. No, his screenplay nods are Royal Tannenbaums. Good movie. Moonrise. Good Budapest. Movie. Three. Good movies. Yeah. Rushmore, they did the, we release it in one week, for one week in New York and L.A. Mm. in December, right. and then it came out for real in February. Well, that makes sense that that, that probably hurt it too, right? Yeah. Who who had Rushmore? Touchstone. 
the first. Mm. Yeah, Tenenbaums was touchdown. Sony, then three touchdowns, then Searchlight, and then he's like ping-ponging between focus, Searchlight and Focus. focus. I think, yeah, yeah just... I mean, Murray would have won the Oscar, and he probably would have gotten nominated for Rushmore. He just has the problem that he's a gigantic yeah. asshole who everyone hates. <laughs> I think like, you're overrating how much that played into that one. I don't think I am. He did all. lose to Sean Penn, which is very funny when you think about <laughs> it. <laughs> like, but the, the assholes get nominated. They just don't win in those situations. Rushmore was yeah. too weird. That's, you, that's the Burt Reynolds, Eddie. Yeah. The assholes, that's when they pull the rug out from under them when they're actually at the show. Stallone, yeah. Like, yeah. what's the 98 Oscars, Rushmore? We're yeah. Talking? Uh, so who, that's, who gets in there? Coburn? Je Jeffrey Rush oh, for Shakespeare in Love. Oh, Ed Harris for Truman Show. Yeah, we, just did, we just talked this category. I can't remember why. Who are the others? Robert Duvall for Civil, Civil Action. Action. Uh, Coburn's the winner, right? Thornton for Simple Plan. For oh, Simple Plan. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know who the... Murray would have won had he got nominated. Do we agree? No. No? I think Coburn won. Like, yeah. it, I, I, we, no, we don't understand it, I don't, that now, yeah. but yeah. in the 90s, he was, it was like, it's time for James Coburn to get his Oscar. It's also, they were like, they were no, all no set to give... No offense to that performance, yeah, which is totally it, good. Yeah. Like, they were all set to give Nolte the lead and yeah. then Benini comes hopping oh, along yeah. on chair back and they're like well we feel bad for for Nolte so we're gonna give it to Coburn as by the transit right. property maybe a little bit of that yeah although I, mean, I still think like, they he had water noose in they the knew pocket. he had water noose in the pocket like that he was working on that probably, probably do you think Coburn like took his Oscar and recorded David, some water look, noose we start we have to start getting to our picks and we Ben <laughs> maybe you should push back that business call a full hour because we're 30 minutes on 1998 <laughs> without getting to look 2023. 20 minutes, 20 minutes, okay? David asked me a profound question the other day, and I'm going to offer a huge spoiler warning here because this is this is the blankies. We pick our best for the, the previous year. We're now picking our 2023 winners. I know what you're about to ask, and I just want to say, let's do a maximum of two minutes on this. <laughs> right. Start the clock. People hate when in this final year-end wrap-up discussion, we just kind of casually spoil movies that perhaps some people haven't seen. Okay. Vaguely yes, we're we're going to spoil Monsters, Inc. We're going to spoil a 25-year-old movie. Yeah. Monsters, Inc. 23. I know when Monsters, Inc. came out. Don't correct me. <laughs> Joe Reed. Yes. Who is the primary antagonist of Monsters, Inc.? And you can't just say, like, society. No, okay. I, <laughs> you can't, literally, okay. You can't say you. fucking like, capitalism. Like, um, creeping like, adulthood. Like, what's happening? You can't okay. say the energy um, No, there crisis. are two villains right. in Monsters, Inc., okay? There's Steve Buscemi as Randall, who's obviously the right. primary physical right. villain. Right. And then Coburn as... Uh, as Mr. Waternoose, who's revealed to be kind of, like, yeah. backing the conspiracy. And once again, huge spoiler. Big, Skip ahead if you haven't twist. seen Monsters, The economics of energy... Dependence in that movie. Don't, this is a whole conversation we've been even having. Get your shovel out and start digging <laughs> down because you will never hit bottom. David's daughter has been monsters pilled recently. Uh -huh. Gave her a stuff. sully for her birthday. You did. Yeah, I yeah. did. You you did. Along with I, a Forky and a Godzilla. Yeah. The triple crown the, of. By Venus. the way, that Godzilla has uh, been moved to my room because it she's has been scared. deemed too scary. Right. Yes. She's she was playing a little hot and cold. Yeah, with yeah, yeah. But she's I think she's decided like I can't have it's that too in my room. It's too big. It's too intense. So am I choosing between Bushemi and Coburn or is there a secret? No, no, no. Thing. No, the question like, is, okay. who is the greater villain of that? Because film? the way it's revealed is that Coburn is the ultimate villain. But on rewatch and rewatch and rewatch, I've seen this movie like 40 times in the okay. last month. I'm like, I actually think Randall is the main villain. I think he came up with the evil scare extracting technology, pitched it to Coburn, Waternoose. Yeah. Sure. 
And Waternoose, in his desperation and cowardice, has gone with it. But, like, who originated the conspiracy? This, this is the tweet at us, right. uh, Monsters yeah. Inc. villain. The, the key to David's question is, is your read on Monsters, Inc. There's no definitive answer, that, obviously. That Coburn said, we need to come up with a solution. He goes to Randall and right. says, come up with I a see. way to I don't care. Screens. I don't care if it hurts people. Right. I don't care if we right. kidnap or does, children. Or right. does Randall crack this technology, right. go into Waternoose's office, right. and go, Waternoose let me pitch like, you something. I have no other solution. So, and then right. he goes, ooh, what a good idea. I'd never thought of this before. So what you're saying is, I think that Trump approached the Republican voters with a demagoguery yes. that could be effective, and the Republican voter that's what you, you wanted to enter into a Trump conversation. Yes, I that's what we wanted. Definitely to. wanted to. Okay. Okay. My read is just, just to My read yeah. is that it all started with Water News. Okay. That Water News was looking for the alternative. Who, who wrote Bob Peterson? Who wrote Monsters? I mean, it's like four people got credit. Yeah, Bob like, Peterson just, gets, like, gets credit. One of them down? Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. You know, just be like, all right, come on, guys. Yeah. You know, give yeah, us yeah. the Peterson, fucking... Peterson, Stanton. Stanton and Daniel Gerson are the two screenplay credits. Okay. So let's get Stanton. Yeah. Like I think on the right now, now, really nail him down and make him give a real answer. I'm now Is Stan actually... going on March Madness brackets? Yeah. I've had a few people who have worked with him closely reach out and oh, say... Stanton would be an incredible... Let me know if you guys want... March Madness a, a possible bridge to Stanton on the podcast. I was about no to say, made. I almost think we, we could, could get, him. get him at least on the phone for 20 minutes. Do you know what's the part of me that thinks we could get him? Is the part that where he was just like, oh, no, there's no larger Disney deal with Criterion. I just called up Criterion and said, could you please put my movie in the Criterion as, collection? As you should. As yeah, it could just be like, we are the podcast best tailored to giving John Carter a free shake. Like well, that, a, that's, a fair that's shake. We're going to give it, it a shake. Like, but I'm also, I want to talk about the four episodes of For All Mankind he directed, which uh, are really uh -huh. good. There you go. Like, I love that he was just like, let me direct some shit. His quiet TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like right. And he's got a new TV. live action feature coming out this which year. Which is what? Blink of an Eye. Sure. All right. It's going to come out in the Blink of an Eye. Blanky Coldly Day. Awesome. Yeah. Um, or like the Blank of an Eye. Listen, where do we usually start? Supporting actors? Yeah. Should we fully acknowledge the, the Oscars, which will be in a, a you know a week sure. plus from a week from this release? Right. Our child's yeah. play. This there is, is the most no legitimate award. They're show. just like, can we just get Divine up here yeah. for the first category? Just yeah. knock that out in the, two the minutes. Ceremony guys. starts like, with her on the stage. Yeah, right. Just like exactly. we're just gonna cut just down like, on. Like, yeah. come on, let's 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 make. They're it like, don't come on stage. We'll come right no, by no, no, the no. steps. Okay, just stand right, right there. Right, okay, right, okay, right. The Oscars will be in her home, actually, this year, where they're just like, we're not going to bother. Let's also say this. We were talking right before we recorded. All three of us, as time has has gone on, have uh, swung towards the tendency of pick the people who maybe aren't getting recognized by the Oscars. So before Certainly people... has like a tiebreaker at the very least. We'll still get tweets from people four years later going, I can't believe you snubbed X in the year where they won the Oscar for Best Lead Actress. They know and I'm what like, they did. We, we're just fucking, we're picking the people we want to pick. Yeah. And if people are getting their flowers from a ton of we're other places. We're recording this thing at the tail end of the awards season. A, little less a, a lot of these names have been said a lot, a lot, a lot. And we just want to, you know, throw it, some other stuff our space to make some weird choices. Best Supporting Actress. The winners from last year, mm -hmm. Griffin... You gave it to Anthony Hopkins for Armageddon Time. Right, playing my grandfather. I gave it to Oscar winner Kehui Kwan for sure. Everything Everywhere, just flying in the face of, uh, like, we went always the ignore green. those guys. Yeah. Joe, you gave it to Tim Roth for Resurrection. Mm. Wow. That scared the shit out of Good me. Good ass pick. Resurrection, yeah. I will say. Yeah, I, I found him to be a very chill and fun hanger. Well, sure. Yeah, so yeah, I don't yeah, know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. My five nominees for Best Supporting Actress. Hong Chow for Showing Up. Turn on that hot water, though. I mean, 
if you want to take it up with her, if she loses, that's why. Because she didn't turn it on. Paula Beer for A Fire. Julianne Moore for May December. Penelope Cruz for Ferrari. And Florence Pugh for Oppenheimer. Wow. Right. Joe. Mine are, in alphabetical order, mm-hmm. uh, Hong Chow in Showing Up. Hell yeah. Penelope Cruz in Ferrari. Hell yeah. Anne Hathaway in Eileen. Cool. Yeah. Rachel McAdams in Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret. Yeah. And Tilda Swinton in The Killer. I will admit, I felt comfortable not putting McAdams on my list because I knew, I knew I yeah. unquestionably she yeah. would make your five. Yeah, slam dunk. Yeah. My five are. Uh-huh. Penelope Cruz in Ferrari. She's Yay! the only one in all three, guys. Three three. Nice. I feel like that often happens that there's maybe one. One. Yeah. Yeah. Divine Joy Randolph in The Holdovers. Sure. Rachel McAdams in Are You There, Go to Be Martin. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Are You There, Go to A lot of words. More Tierney in The Iron Claw. Nice. Mm, nice. Real David Pick. And Ruby Cruz in Bottoms. I oh, nice. like that. One of my favorite performances. She's incredibly good. And one of those, just like, as I'm watching that movie, just Star like, born. who's that? Yeah. yeah. Who is that? She's yeah. going to be in 8 billion things. That, that's yeah, a, yeah. that's a performance where I'm like, I can't wait till this movie ends so I can go to her. I look up who this yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's the girl from Mare. She was Kaylee Spaney's friend in Mare. Right. That's yeah. all I really knew. Right. Oh, the, the, the disappeared, secreted one season Willow Disney Plus. That's reboot. right. She was on Willow. <laughs> I didn't watch Willow. Sorry, Ruby Cruz. But I'm looking forward to everything you do because you're so funny. We're just going to use the Anthony Pelicano terminology of any time a show gets removed from a streaming service <laughs> by the people who made it, it's been secreted. It's been secreted. Um, I love that we have all gone vroom vroom for Penelope Cruz rudely snubbed by the Oscars. Yeah, I'll say this. There were two who have tossed her bullshit noms and right. now they don't I give know. this. I and know. trying not to... Yeah, she was nominated for nine. Nine. <laughs> nine and there's actually anti She's not even the and best. And this would not be. She's Correct. not even the best supporting player in nine. No. Like, like maybe top three. No. Well, she's, it she's goes fine. Fergie and then Kate Hudson and I'm only halfway kidding when I say Fergie. You should be all the you're, way you're kidding. You're all the way kidding about Kate Hudson. I <laughs> am all the way kidding about Kate Hudson. I love Kate Fergie, Hudson. I'm half with you. Fergie's performance is the moment where that movie actually like has some energy. We were talking before this about like when certain surprise nominations happen we all feel the relief of like, Ooh, it's fun, right? Oh, it's yeah. fun. And then I don't have to give them one of my slots on the yeah. blankies because yeah. they're already getting the respect. I can free that up for someone even more off the beaten path. Yeah. I'm like working on my five for the last couple of months. And I was like, either Cruz or Moore is going to get in. And then I'm, I can put the other one. In. I'm shocked. Sure. They and then for both of them to get. Stopped, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, Two of our finest screen actresses, period. Yeah. Screen actors, and period. Os- Oscar favorites. Both Oscar winners. Winners, favorites. multiple nominees. Yeah. Right. I'll just like front load it and say like, those are the two in this category for me that stand so far above everyone else. I'm like, those are two titanic performances by two of our best. Yeah. And I was like, well, whoever doesn't get the Oscar nomination, I'll give my win to. Well, and on the and other I feel side of that coin, conflicted now. I was real, real ready to be a little stinker and put Jodie Foster for Nyad in my five. And then the Oscars did it for me. So yes. I'm like, all right. That's another one. Nyad, not a great movie, but like, she's, I think it's more fun than people say. I and agree. I think that Jodie's really good. I agree. Yeah. So Nyad's like good Oscar trash, in my opinion. Nyad's like, I'm not doing anything. I don't need to pay super close attention. I'm just going to watch Nyad. Yeah, that's what Nyad is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nyad is trash. 
if Naya did not have them trying to be like, and also let's not forget she was abused, I would truly just oh, be like, this is a great camp classic. That stuff is so bad that it's I was so like, bad. you guys are punching above your weight. It's yes. really, yeah. I yeah, think yeah. Benning is hilarious in it. I she think is, Foster is awesome in it. Foster, did you see the clip that they used for her at the SAG Awards? No. It's the clip where she's like just crawled out of the water and she's salt bloated all sure. to hell. Hell yeah. And like out of context, even in context, it's kind of funny. Out of context, it's literally like that's what Naya is. That she's just like this. Like, like I'm ever, the only thing you need to do is have a good team. It's just it's very corridor crew did one of their VFX artists react videos recently for Nyad. Sure. Do you know that <clears throat> all of the water in Nyad is CGI? That's awesome. That actually rules. They filmed it in a control tank because oh. they need to have control of the water. Sure. But the reflection meant that it looked wrong. And the waves were not Do you correct. know about the water that the real Nyad swam in? Also didn't exist. That's well, right. She made it up. Truth there. She just took dun, the dun, subway. Dun, dun, dun. Truth there. What if it turned out she took the subway to Cuba? I'm just like, that's insane that uh, Annette Benning was actually in the water, was in a real tank, yeah. swimming for real herself. Yeah. And then they had to CGI over the real water with fake water on top of her for every shot. And people say Hollywood doesn't overspend. Yes. Uh, you know, Nyad uh, also had my know. favorite uh, award swag I've gotten in quite a while. Oh, the bottle? No, the towel. I like the bottle. The towel, I, the towel the I haven't used. It's it's there. Must the, be nice. Well, the towel was Must confused nice. so many people. I was on the vulture slack one day, okay. and everybody Humble was like, bag. what's this wall hanging that we got <laughs> in the night box? Yeah. And finally, somebody was like, I think it's a towel. It's just it's an like, odd little towel. It's like a, one of those space age, like it's super absorbent, and it yes. just doesn't look like it would be. Um, it's also, yeah. Let's it's go through towel. the people we nominated. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, Hong yeah. Chao showing up. I mean, showing up is one of those great movies about um, how hard productivity is and how hard it is to just, like, get one blessed thing done, especially if you're trying to be a little bit creative in your life. And Hong Chao is, like, the embodiment of the rest of the world sort of being like, just work with me here, man. She's the she's the landlady for uh, Michelle Williams. That hot water tank really does need to get fixed. and But she's also so, like placid about everything and like I mean, she's just become one of the most effective character actors yes. alive yeah i'm just always happy to see her she is good used to any degree in any type of role i was so bummed last year that her one nomination so far is for the whale because i hate sucks. it's michael shannon yes oh. it's like it, that thing where we're like we're yeah. gonna be like what a great like resume yeah. she's got so yes. many interesting performances nominated what for Oscar what for the yeah. whale yeah yeah, yeah. And Tucci, yeah. you know like these in guys are like years years she was like yep. owning bones in the menu mm -hmm. she's, she's great so right, good dude. in the menu right right uh yeah. and then uh, showing up comes out listen the act later. of being kind to a fat person takes a lot okay. of skill so really we had to get she's back the real her. superhero in she <laughs> could you an unimaginable level of humanity my god um, like no but this looked at him every day walked over there and on her own uh, behalf like this is a role in which like yes she is uh, uh Michelle Williams landlord Michelle Williams is a working artist who is working so hard to give herself the time to make art and like Hong Chao. But Hong Chao is getting this passive income yep. and she's not maintaining the Dropping home Dropping well. a bird off and being like, watch this bird for right. me for a she's while. She's not only not fixing Michelle Williams' problems. But she's, she's not an adding asshole issues. either. That's the thing. Yeah. Is you're like, this woman is maddening. She All Michelle villain. Williams wants to do is yell at her and go fix my fucking water. Right. And stop giving me shit to do. Right. Right. And every time Get Hong off your tire swing actually like, shows up, you're something. like, I can't yell at her. Right, right. And it's the spine line. It's uh, so good. Paula Beer of Fire. Yeah, who is, I haven't seen a this fire. This is kind of best hottie. Yeah. 
well, best of all body. time. This is kind of an overdue. I'm giving her a little bit of a like makeup nomination. She's incredible in this film. Uh, but her third now in a row with Petzold mm, yeah. uh, after uh, Undine in Transit. Mm -hmm. They have an amazing uh, sort of partnership going on. Mm -hmm. And it's just one of these performances where you just cannot figure out what the fuck is going on with this woman ever. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of her I'm specialty. I'm looking forward to seeing that movie. Yes. Uh, I, I don't want to say anything script. more about it because I don't want to ruin script. it for people. Not script. that it's a super twisty movie, but it's a great film. And it she is just a perfect showcase for her incredibly bizarre energy. I don't want to spoil anything about it either, but Mr. Waternoose is the villain of that he film. Is that, That's in that definitive. film? Yeah. There's no question. Undeniably. Uh, who else have you got? Penelope Griff? Cruz for our, we just all agree, is vroom, vroom. fucking historic. She said. We had she that said, conversation. She Italian. Uh, when we saw uh, Thief. Oh, yes. About yes. how, like, I was just so. Yeah, I get it. Oh, she's going to be good. I understand well, I, the I kind of performance. I was so hand wavy about that before I saw that yeah. movie. I'm like, right, right, right. Penelope Cruz, I get it, I get it, I get it. And then I saw the movie. I'm like, oh, no, this is like one of her best performances. I, Certainly I, her best English language it's performance. Unquestionably her best English language performance, if yeah. you ask me. I do love her in. Vicky Christina Barcelona. She's great in that. But she's much, like, this is, I think, as good as she's ever been in anything. I basically agree. I love her in this movie. Yeah. Um, I do think that what you're describing, though, is the Penelope Kruger's experience, where you're like, yeah. well, I know what she gives me. Got it. Right. And then she gives oh, you what the she wife? gives you. Okay, she's yeah. just going to be the wife. And like, she's Italian. She yells, yeah, but right, and then she right. gives you what you expect, and you're like, ah, oh, it's so much better than I thought yes. it was going to be. Like, but it's like they, there were some yeah. It's like she has some drastically different take. No, you're just like, no. oh, she's just like alive with fire. Right. Yes, like, you just, know, like, she also doesn't like, like fall on the floor and like this whole, no. you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it genuinely just feels like, oh, there was some like breakthrough in oil drilling. We've now gone deeper. Right? Like, she's doing the kind of thing you know she can do, but it's like she's unlocked new depths. I agree. Uh, Florence Pugh and Oppenheimer. Uh, you choice. have the floor. Right. A smaller performance. But an, an important one. I mean, Incredibly like, in terms of the movie's energy. Important. and yeah, 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 Blunt yeah. got all the attention this year, and a lot of that's Blunt being very overdue. It's partly that. I will she's say got on the one big scene at the end. Right. I was like, she kind of does slay when she, she needs slays to. Blunt, Blunt yeah, has, yeah, yeah, the highs and, yeah, and the lows. Yeah, yeah. And that sometimes is a lot more effective for an Oscar nomination than like Steady Eddie or whatever. And I obviously love uh, Florence, uh, Candace, LeBron, James, Flo, Flo, yeah. Bergen, Pugh. And, and part of this might just be, uh, you know, a thumb on the scale is... Uh, uh, recently, my um, my therapist uh, really just throwing fucking haymakers at me. They do love to do I that. made offhand reference to uh, the type of women I fall for, and she went, oh, you mean uh, women with mood disorders? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, man, this is a reason this performance has really stuck with me all year. David <laughs> looking made, around I think you should see that therapist twice a week, baby. <laughs> Up I also, to three. I told you, you recently. Ben and I are like, yep. <laughs> I told you recently, and to, to any exes of mine uh, listening to the podcast, uh, that's referring to everyone but you <laughs> you're the one exception um we may want to cut this out. <laughs> no keep it in. Okay. my therapist uh also recently uh compared me to a uh, branch from the trolls franchise the okay. justin timberlake troll oh wow sure. the and, grumpy troll and your response to that was you need to stop seeing lights camera jackson for therapy <laughs> Which, you are like branch though and I guess I'm Princess Poppy. She, I guess that makes the me most Princess infuriating Poppy. part was her like, her take was pretty strong. Like, that, make, that makes a lot of sense. Um, who else do you have? No, I just I I think Pew is oh, just Pew, like right, emotional right, volcanic, right. and we in our very long Oppenheimer episode didn't talk about it. But the part sure. of that movie that destroys me is after he gets Emily Blunt pregnant, and she's like unconsolable on the floor crying, 
And he goes like, I proposed to you like six times. You didn't want to marry me. Right. And she says, but this is a door closing and that's always sad. Right. Yeah, you're right. It's like after, yeah, after he gets blunt pregnant, Pew is crying. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. Yeah. No, no, it's fine. Just, just, yes. No, absolutely. That energy to the performance of this woman who just kind of like cannot figure her own shit out. Yeah. And then it, it spends the rest of her life sort of like racked with. Yeah. Until the feds get her. Until the feds get her. Um, who else you got? Those are my five. Hong Chow, no, Paula good, Beer, good. Julianne Moore, Penelope Cruz, Florence Pugh. Julianne Moore, the fucking, uh, similarly, one of our best, a performance that is such she's a, actually like, that movie. embodiment of all the different types of things she's good at. It's such an insane tonal uh, balancing act that's so in line with what Haynes is trying to do with the movie, where you're like, is this for real? Is this like... It's so great to finally hear her natural speaking voice. Finally. <laughs> she, she was on Big Picture, and she talked yeah. about the voice. And she's one of those actors who can speak about acting in a way that is incredibly intelligent yeah, and unpretentious yeah, and yeah. is brass tacks where she's not sort of like, I don't know, I just wake up and I feel things. Like, there, there is something very studious about her, but then she gives these performances that feel very organic. Not to spoil, but there's a moment in Dune 2 where Rebecca Ferguson says, do the voice, and Florence Pugh just starts speaking in her regular normal voice, and it's quite effective. Is that true? No. It'd be funny, though. Who else did you have? I had um, Anne Hathaway in Eileen. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, comes the, in and supercharges the movie. The like story behind supporting. that, obviously, is the one point the director hands her a folded piece of paper and she opens it and it said, what if you slayed? Yeah. Um, and she just proceeds to... That didn't actually happen, but it should have. Um, Eileen, I just want to say, and may come, come up in another category later in this episode, that is a movie where the first 90% of it I'm just like, why is everyone not talking about this? This is going to fucking fit into every category of the year. And for then me. the last part, and you're like, oh, I get it. Like, and I was just like, this thing just crumbles in real time. There's not bit. even like some yeah. horrible decision or like a twist that undoes it. It just feels like it kind of disintegrates. It just doesn't land in a way where it you're doesn't. like, it all makes sense. Or like, I now I see how this and is it all. It feels like it's building and building and building. Yeah, it's got good vibes. It's got incredible performances. It's got great vibes. And Hathaway has to be this sort of like, you have to be the most beguiling thing that this person Which has ever seen. And she's like, yeah, I got it. Yeah. Um, I went to go it. see with Romilly, my sister, and we're just sitting there going, but like fucking Anne's back. Like we're yeah, so yeah. excited. Like here she goes. Yeah. Right, By the way, I may have seen an early version of an Anne Hathaway movie coming out this year that I do think will be the Anne is back movie. Not we love it. Shot. I did Tilda and the Killer. You guys uh, talked her up quite a bit. In She's your a close miss for me, as close is um, um, the, another uh, candidate, um, Carrie O'Malley. Oh, sure. Yeah. Both tremendous. incredible who? in that movie. Oh, the, you know who? Carrie the O'Malley. Secretary. She plays the secretary. The secretary. Yeah. She's so She's good. Great. She's That's great. That's a great tell. Tilda yeah. with the classic, like, scene and a half of fire just totally. shows up. Orders a few flights of uh, uh, whiskey and, mm -hmm. and and kills it. And then, David, you and I both have Rachel McAdams, who is just... Luminous. The, luminous, fantastic. Like, if you're going to do a Judy Bloom adaptation, you need a really great mom, I feel mm -hmm. like. And she delivers the scene everybody talks about. It's one of those ones where it's like, yeah, everybody's talking about it, but they're doing it for a reason. Like, where she and talks about her parents' yeah. situation yeah. and... Yeah. And also, she's still not getting enough credit. Like, yes, all yeah. us critics shout her out, and you know, she sort of was a runner-up for some, yeah. but you know, like, but like, she's not that? one of those two cheese that you were talking about. But no, she's a little geez. level different, where it's like the spotlight nomination was very good, but it's still very odd that that's the only thing. Totally. That the and here's the other weird, read th weird, rude thing, in my opinion. So many of the movie podcasts that I listen to, hosted by people I respect deeply, we're talking about like in anticipation, it's going to be so annoying when she gets snubbed for Are You yeah. There, God, It's Me, Margaret. Yeah. 
And they were like, what's it going to take for Rachel McAdams to finally get a nomination? Everyone kind of already forgot, forgets she, she got the spotlight nomination. Yeah. Those slacks, they were so ill-fitting. Yeah. I considered dropping Divine Joy Randolph because she's obviously just like yeah, one of her more um, yeah. But I, I really actually loved that performance and I, it moved me quite profoundly. Mm. So she's making it for me. Yeah. As is, I feel the exact same way about Ruby Cruz. And then Mara Tierney's my winner. I'm going to say my winner. Wow. Nice. I think the best acting of the year might be her trying to, like, not wanting to put on the dress for the second time. Yeah. Just kind of like one of the big movie moments of the year for Let's me. Also say and I, a David favorite. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And she's like, really operating from the margins of that movie, too. And that's like, yes. you know, oh, yeah. just pinch hitting. That's for, and like for the, yeah, the, the confidence of Durkin. Well, now I'm afraid. Should I spoil the Iron Claw? That's a real life story. Wa- People know. Spoiler alert: the Water News is the Water News. So, fast forward a minute if you just don't want me to talk about a couple things at the end of the Iron Claw. To have a scene where characters enter heaven and greet each other as brothers. I mean, yes. a scene that should which not is, work. Which shouldn't this work. This is the conversation so well. I've had with 12 different people and the, yeah. everybody right. comes but out like, to, there's no way that should have worked. A and very, it absolutely like, works. nakedly hard on sleeve emotional yeah. scene. Yeah. And have and then the Efron final scene where the kids are talking to him is also hard on sleeve. Yeah. You yeah. know, but then to also have the scene where uh, the dad comes home, she's just painting. The painting. And you just get yeah. everything from that, even though nothing is said of like yeah. what the future holds for them. Yeah. I that movie's uh, underrated. The, the report, the Scott Z. Burns movie, mm-hmm, which sure. is very good, and where I was like, oh, is this the start of like a, next a, a little era. tyranny, like right in her fifties, right. like Smart becoming directors great. knowing how to give her these, and it feels like Iron Claw is continuing that, and there's probably going to be one that breaks through it a larger uh, sort of public uh, consensus way. I was kind of smart guys being hip to right. it now. I was kind of hoping for this movie, but I think it's Oscar yeah. chances were just hurt by coming out too late. It came out Agreed. very, very um, late. Yeah. Uh, who are your winners? Penelope Cruz. Vroom, vroom. I, I, I'm going to use that to free myself up to give it to Julianne Moore. Uh, those are the winners. So let's do supporting actor. Can I just call out a couple people who barely of course. missed my but cut? The, yeah, I'm just trying to keep the trains no, running. No, I know. We always happy birthday sign. We do happy birthday sign. This. I'm yes, aware. We do. Let's talk uh, runners up. I considered Haley Atwell in Dead Reckoning. Yeah. A performance I love. She's good. I, I really like her in that movie. She's yes. great. Um, yeah. Obviously, I do feel like that performance is fighting against everyone's frustration over, let's just say, how Rebecca Ferguson has handled that movie. Sure, sure, sure. And I think people hold that against Haley Atwell, which is unfair. That's unfair. She has the moment in the train where he asks her if she's okay. That for me is my moment equivalent to the more tyranny moment you described, where I'm like, that's kind of the most incredible yeah. five second take of acting I, 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 I saw. I love the scene you're referencing. Um, I love her. I love her, but um, yeah. also kind I did of not consider her. weird mid-space between lead and supporting, I sure. think, for that performance. Yes, I would agree. Uh, this is one where I'm like actually kind of fucked by th- the movie having three separate supporting actress candidates, and I couldn't pick one. Gone. Parker Posey. Bo. Bo. Yeah. Oh, along Patty with Lepone. Patty Lapone. Patty Lapone's on my And Zoe list. Lister-Jones. Yeah. And I was just like, the Lapone Zoe Lister-Jones, it's one of the best two actors playing the same character I've ever seen. Yeah, Lapone yeah. was certainly a, a late cut for me. Yeah, she was... So yeah, I don't know how to pick one of the two at, for that character. Yeah. And I was like, well, then you could go Parker Posey, but then it feels weird to them, and it ends up sure. costing all three of them. Sure, sure, sure. Scarlett Johansson, Asteroid City. Yep, she's great. Uh, sort of a quasi-lead? I don't really yeah, know. Yeah, she's another West Ensembles. Right. Yes. And then this is one I feel like I've heard n- no one call out. And I perhaps like this movie a little less than other people, although I did like it. Catherine Hunter, Poor Things, I think is unreal. She's very good. 
she sort of comes. That's when she comes in so late in that movie. Yes. And and I would say is I, there pretty briefly. She's great. I mean, and I love her. Yeah. I find that to be the most tiresome part of the movie, or at least the part of the movie where I'm starting to like lose energy. Sure. So maybe that's why I'm holding it against Catherine Hunter. I just felt and maybe some... I think she needs to explain the pacing of that movie to me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. That's maybe. Yeah. She's great. Best supporting yeah. actor. Joe, no, you, excuse sorry, Joe, me. Do you have I, other? Yeah, I do yeah, have exactly. A few. I'm sorry. I posted yeah. a little grid last night. If I had like 12 finalists, and I'm okay. like, I really. So it's like I had some. Uh, late late cuts. Erica Alexander in American Fiction. An incredible pick. Is so good. One I consider. My yeah. main reaction after walking out of that movie was like, I can't believe, just I think she's so good at the romantic comedy Agreed. thing. And if like, if we made romantic comedies, if we would cast Erica Alexander as lead in things, we'd be um, better off. I had Claire Foy in All of Us Strangers. Great I think she's really good. Um, a movie I think the both of you like, uh, The Burial, I saw very recently. I think Journey Smollett's very, very good in The Burial. Uh, I agree, yeah. She has a couple really, really good scenes with Jamie Foxx. Mamadou Athi also, I considered. Yeah, I know we're really good. jumping a category ahead, but he's really good in that. Marin Ireland has one of those, like, uh, yeah. the movie, that's when the movie sort of, like, changes on a dime, but, like, she's really good in that. Incredible monologue, yes. And then I know... <laughs> <laughs> not a fave of the blank yeah, and Eileen. Yeah. yeah. Uh not a fave of the blank check uh, averse, but I think Roz Pike is a scream in Saltburn. I don't I think she's so funny. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. But I also feel like Rosamund Pike is uh the Velveteen Rabbit in that Go by on. being in her mood in that movie, her exposure to a deadly illness. <laughs> is so severe that there's no choice but to put that performance in the incinerator. I I love I, I love her and I love her work, but I'm like if I give I'm that much, any recognition, much I'm much much higher on Saltburn than you guys are. I but, think that movie should go to jail. Oh, I think it's I don't know, I don't want to get too far into it, but like I'm in a very like, you know, can't we just have fun kind of a place with that movie? I just think it's that is where I was silly for the and first dumb and fun. Two thirds, if not three fourths of the movie, it I was definitely totally there. Yeah. Can I say this without spoiling anything? Are you going to feel bad about spoiling Saltburn? <laughs> here's here's my take where I'm just like this movie has become indefensible. Yeah. It is not what happens in the quote unquote twist ending that it's made that they me feel angry. like the need to explain it because it's so obvious what was happening. Correct. Yeah. The the end of that movie. Yeah structures the reveal of its quote-unquote twist yeah. as if it's the sixth sense and they're cutting yeah. back and showing you scenes yes. and acting like, I bet this wasn't your read when you were watching it the first time. It's, yeah. And in that moment, I go, if I wasn't supposed to be reading those scenes that way the first time, right. I have no idea what the fuck this right. movie is. Right, No, it's, it's, it double bags itself so for stinky poop dumb reason. Yeah. Do you have any other supporting actresses you want to shout out? We do have to move on, but I should, I want to shout out mine. Tantu Cardinal, in Great Killers call. of the Flower Moon, uh -huh. the late cut for me. I already said um, yeah, the killer mm -hmm. ladies. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I like them. Uh, Patty Lupone. I think those are the big ones for me. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else. Like those are the big ones. Sure. Yeah. We'll return to the seventh annual Blank Check Awards after a word from our sponsors. David. Yes. I got a problem. I got a big, 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 big issue. What's that? Well, when I'm looking for hand-selected, great cinema from around the world, I go to Mubi. I go to our friends at Mubi. I pull up Mubi. We love Mubi. That solves that problem for me. Yep. 
Uh, I got an unrelated issue that I don't think movie can solve. What's that? I don't know how to have sex. Okay, look, listen, look, listen. I'm looking and listening. Look, look. This episode is brought to you by Movie, of course. It is. And they are presenting the new film, How to Have Sex. Well, wait which, a second. Which won the Uncertain Regard Prize at the Cannes Film Festival. And it follows these three British teenage girls on a rite of passage holiday where they're drinking and clubbing and hooking up uh, in the streets of Malia, you know, in so Greece. Featured debut from rising British filmmaker Molly Manning Walker, notably the cinematographer of Scrapper, one of your favorite movies of 2023. Uh, an, an excellent film. But I just will, I do want to warn you that okay. this is not really about how, like, the, the the sex being had is often actually, you know, quite, you know, sort of complex oh, okay. and problematic. And it's, you know, it's about difficult situations that evolve. Like, it's definitely not a manual or it's anything not a, like it's that. It's not an instruction manual. But, but, it's no. a, but it's a film that I would enjoy watching. It's a vibrant and authentic depiction of the agonies, ecstasies, and ride-or-die glory of young female friendship. It's a good movie. I've seen it. I mean, it uh, sounds like my kind of thing. Uh, yeah. BAFTA nominee for British Film of the Year. Uh, it was at Sundance. It was at Cannes. It's gotten incredible reviews, and it's playing in theaters, and it is a cool movie to see in theaters because it is very sensory. It is, you know, you are partying with these girls. Like, it's about this sort of crazy, sort of, like, overwhelming scene that they're in. So it's cool to be, you know, locked in a theater with it, obviously. Is Dr. Ruth still alive? I believe Dr. Ruth is still alive. Man, yes. I'm definitely going to watch this film. It sounds right up my alley, but I'm also just like, I got maybe got to tackle this other She's problem 95, on this side. So you want to okay. give her a call soon. But yeah. How to Have Sex is now playing only in theaters. Visit movie.com slash how to have sex, one word, to see showtimes and get tickets. That's mubi.com slash how to have sex. Best supporting actor. Supporting actor. Mm -hmm. Go on, Griffin. You can do it. Supporting actor. Who's presenting this? Who were our winners last year? Great question. The answers, of course, are our supporting actresses, correct? So for Griffin, it's Mm -hmm. Kiki Palmer for for Nope. Cool. Kiki Palmer. Category Uh, fraud. Kind of category. I'm calling bullshit on myself, but whatever. That's what it is. I made it work. Campaigner. Yeah. Um, For me, it was Lashana Lynch. Woman King. And for you, it was Kate Hudson, Glass Onion. Wow. Well, Joe. I, mean, I stand by wow. it. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. I stand by it. Wow. Just so fun in that. Yeah. Okay. This, this is a uh, vaguely wild category for me. Best Supporting Actor. Glenn Howardin in Blackberry. Ryan Gosling in Barbie was my kind of undeniable in this category. I think more than fair. Yeah. John Magaro showing up. Hugo weaving the Royal Hotel. You fucker. <laughs> I fucking Fuck beat you. To Fuck it. you. You asked me to go I'm first. I'm taking him off then. I'm taking him you off You asked mine. me to go first. Sorry, Hugo. You you're off mine. So <laughs> that was clever. Honestly, no, it was honestly mostly just to make you happy. Okay. I was hoping it would delight you. No, I, he was in there. No question yeah, for he's me. he's so good. And then ready for my swerve? Corey Michael Smith in May, December. Griffin. Griffin. He's good. Uh, mine in alphabetical order are John Magaro in Past Lives, mm-hmm. Holt McCallany in The Iron Claw, mm-hmm. Charles Melton in May December, mm-hmm. Antoine Reinartz in Anatomy of a Fall, mm. and ready for my twist, Corey Michael Smith in May December. Hell yeah! Is that hot lawyer or mean lawyer? Uh, mean in lawyer who is also hot, but uh, Ooh, they're both hot. Yeah. Shaved head lawyer, shaved head, head lawyer, lawyer. Yeah. BPM lawyer. Yeah. Yes, the, the uh, yeah. oh, France's sure. yeah. uh, sarcastic attorney general. Oh my god, he's <laughs> attorney so general good of sarcasm. In that movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. By the way, my mom, my mom who is French famously, uh, loved Anatomy of a Fall, and I feel like uh, most of us uh, dumb American uh, film people, uh, David, you have said many, many times uh, on this line of thinking. 
the greatest thing about Anatomy of a Fall is just realizing how insane French court is. That was they're, my first reaction to that movie. They're up to some business. Yeah. Right. My it's, mom was like, oh, this movie's wildly unrealistic. I don't care. I want... And I was like, what, really? And she was like, yeah, no, no, I think the movie's be. great. French court's not like that. What do you mean? It's just like a big town hall. I would trust my mom. I think she's been... Uh, <laughs> prosecuted for murder 20. My favorite thing about it, which I believe is some, is just that everyone's just kind of there. Yeah. And like the defendant can kind of be like, wait, that's bullshit. Yeah. And the yeah. judge will be like, all right, all right, you can talk in a second. Hush, hush, hush. You know, yeah. like, but it's a lot of that. And he's also like, that's bullshit. Don't you think that's bullshit? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but my favorite thing is just the guys reading the book is like, this book is pretty, pretty stupid, huh? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, that, that can be like evidence. <laughs> Not good. Like, ah. <laughs> Fabia? Uh, you're bisexual. Does that mean you want to murder husband? Trayman? <laughs> Uh, I have Ra Robert Downey Jr. in Oppenheimer. Mm -hmm. Robert De Niro in Kills the Flower. Mm -hmm. Glenn Howard in Blackberry. Mm -hmm. Kiefer Sutherland in the K-Mutiny Court Martial. Cool. Considered it cool. And Jamie Bell in All of Us Strangers. Great pick. Great pick. Uh, those I, are my he was my disqualify anyone who has ever six. been on the podcast. That is my internal right. role. I, I, I double. I super qualify them. Yeah. They actually get double votes. <laughs> He's amazing in that movie. He is. We can talk. He's very, very good. Yeah. yeah. Um, those were my five, but I did. I had Hugo certainly as a contender. We can discuss. You talk others. about. You saw Royal Hotel. Ugh. He comes on screen. Ugh. You're like, is that Hugo weaving? And then you caught yourself. I'll let you say the thing. No, you say it. I think I told you this though, right? Where you I caught was like, yourself. You were, he doesn't look like this. Like it's just someone who looks like Hugo Weave. Right, and you were just like, "That's like dumb of me to think all exactly Australian like, men." Oh, he's a middle-aged Australian actor. Yep. It must be Hugo Weaving. That was me watching Sam Neill in Hunt for the Wilder People. Yes, where I was yeah. like, yeah. "This is like Can't that be. times a million. Yeah, uh, he's so good in it, though. Uh, he is. He he rocks in it. I think he's kind of the best thing about it, and I, I generally and I like, like that it. Movie a lot. Um, yeah. That's another movie that arguably kind of falls apart in the last ten minutes. That's a movie that doesn't. In an Eileen end. way of just like we don't know how to end this. Does not know what to yeah. do with the ending. Yeah, and and I will say also, Robert Downey Jr. is. He is he is standing with the cast of Oppenheimer as well. Like you know, you yes. gotta not like what a what a supporting actor movie that is. It is a feast. If you had uh, to yes. pick out five from that cast, like the of the supporting cast, top that, five, like yeah, like <laughs> David's rolling. Let's, let's go. Let's like go. him. Yeah, obviously, crummy, uh, crummy, Crumholtz. Obviously, yeah. I think Safty kind of kind of. I want him there. If we're given five Sam slots, Safdie, just I gotta to, say, um, I I. D it. Damon, who I adore, sure. uh, and Casey Affleck is my favorite. Oh, Casey Affleck's a good thing uh, because yeah. just one of those things where he has two minutes of screen time. Yeah, for yeah. him to be such a seething evil creature in the like, you just see his face and you're like, oh, Oppenheimer shouldn't have talked to this guy. <laughs> this guy's crazy. I like murdering people. <laughs> oh, you say he's a communist. Oh, that's I interesting. You mind if I write that down in my little book? Yeah. Um, my book that says. People, I'm going to do mean things to. Were you going to give it to Rami? Who are you saying say it about? No, I just wasn't sure who your fifth was going to be. I mean, be. Hartnett's great. Hartnett's I would, I would great. put Hartnett. Hartnett would be in my five. Well, yeah. Hartnett's in my five, like, hunkiest. Downey yeah. Jr., Jason Clark, I think, is my number Clark's two. Clark's great. He's that really good. Great. He's yeah. really, really good, especially in the scene with Emily Blunt. You know who I Emily love? Which is Emily Blunt's best scene. Who? Actually, I'm not going to say it. Okay. I'll bring that up later. But oh. you know who else I love? Tom Conti. As oh, Tom Conti's great. Wonderful. wonderful. I love Alden Ehrenreich as much as he's a Sorkin yeah. character. I love, love him. him. I love movie. James Urbaniak looking at the trees. <laughs> he actually rocks. I mean, obviously we love yeah. James, but yeah. like he really that like Did that you guys seems see lovely. Crumholtz and his mauve crushed velvet suit at the Zagalore. Oh. Crumholtz is having a lovely. Uh, he really Oscar is having season, a lovely Oscar season. It's should great. I should I call it here? 
2024, we're getting Crumholtz on the podcast. I don't, I don't think that's yeah, you're, you're in dispute, Holtz? really. If we, mean, I think if we want to make it happen, we can make it something. happen. That's yeah. me saying there are lines of communication, and I feel like Call I, I want to make the resolution Call your here. Shot. Yeah. The commitment that we're going to make that happen. So... Uh, we both nominated John McGarber for separate films. Yes. But he's great in both. Undeniably, he's great in both. kind of a great year Perhaps. for him. Coming off a we couple great years. But like, it's also the alpha and the omega. Yes. Like in mm -hmm. showing up, he's playing this character who's like so besieged by something we don't fully understand, right? It's and a major like, work as he's digging a hole. Right. Yeah. And then in past lives, the fucking yes. brimming alpha confidence of this guy of like, yeah, go see the person yeah. you've been sort of entangled with your whole life. I'll be here playing Xbox. You're going to come right back to me, baby. But see, I would because say... Because I love you and you love me. My read's a little different because sure. I, I feel like his energy isn't, I know you'll come back to me. His energy is, there's nothing I could do. Right. What yes. will be, will be. To change right. yes. this outcome. Yeah. No, I think if we're supposed to be together, you come back to, to me. Anything that I could try to do will make this We'll worse. make it worse. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But to me, that's alpha energy. Yes. I mean, his the, the scene when we Baby, revisit... no, don't go see him. You've done too many Skype calls with him. <laughs> when you loop back to the opening of the film... Yeah. And there's the extended version of the scene of him watching them speak and him just sitting there silently at the bar. Yeah. Glenn Howard and Blackberry... Oh, great yeller. One Just, of the great I mean, yellers. Yeah. This is kind of, I almost feel like in a year where you didn't have like four humongous movie stars That's basically locked into supporting performance uh -huh. nominations really from Best year. Picture contenders, uh, like huge leading men. Yeah. he He's the kind of guy who might have bumped in off the bubble. Here's it's the problem with what Blackberry nomination. was, is that Blackberry, I think a lot of people thought it was a television yes. thing because there were so many television things that were about, here's this product. You want to know how this product came into being? Yeah. I bet you do. Like that kind of thing. And instead, it's like the first great version it's of that the in one 10 good one. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's an incredible movie. Uh, but Glenn Howard, it's just like incredible. I, I was talking to my friend about it and he was like, do you find that a lot of people, the way they talk about his performance is almost a little condescending? Where they're like, I didn't know this guy oh, could act. Good job by you, Glennie. Yeah, well, right. Well, it's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. no, it, it, like whether or not you love Always Sunny, it was just yeah. always clear this guy had like a greater emotional range in him. And what's interesting about that character is how horrendous sure, he sure. makes that guy. I and mentioned this on my podcast, but one of the great things that this the Blackberry performance has done is uh, helped resurface the Glenn Howerton does his CCH Pounder impersonation so clip, good. which is. Chris brings my day up every time I watch it. It's so fantastic. Ryan Gosling and Barbie is just, for my money, one of the two incredible comedic performances of the year. And I always feel like I need to call out at least one of those. I, I, I also think he didn't even make my ballot, but I do think it is. It's like kind of the performance of the year in a way. In a way. Yeah. I was just, I was watching it and every three seconds he did something I thought was funny. And it's not like, here, here's my big take on it. It is the opposite of Jason Momoa and Fast X, my yeah. single least favorite performance of the year. Yeah. Where that just feels like him going, what's the weirdest thing I can do at every moment that will be perfect fucking gift bait versus Ryan Gosling is doing something funny every three seconds, but it's based on such a weirdly specific handle on that character's psychology. And the character's psychology is almost his lack of a psychology. And the way he'll react to everything is just yeah. like, fuck, that's so funny because that's exactly the face that guy would make. Ryan Gosling's going to get me to watch that piece of shit looking fall guy. I'm going to, I'm going to, not only is he going to get me to watch it, I'm going to go open the weekend and I'm yeah. going to be like, this is, this one's going to be good, right? Yeah. yeah. Leech is going to be good. Maybe Leech gets it right know. this time. The thing yeah. with Gosling is he's the kind of actor who actually makes 
few enough things that I'm always excited. Same. Mm-hmm. He did make the great man. That's the one I always forget about when he Which was the great, the gray the man. man. The gray. Oh, man. the gray man. Yeah. Yes. It, uh, but like, apart from that, I pretty much always love Gosling. Yeah. Was everybody in the gray man good in something else this year? Because I know no, Regis Page was in yes. something in this year. Oh uh, well, then yeah, yeah, I just I was I'm thinking sorry, of Joe, Page. You better not be fucking teeing up that you're giving a fucking Chris Evans a pain hustlers. <laughs> I lead I had <laughs> you I, loved Ghost. I took the permission slip to not see Pain Hustlers once. Nobody talked about Pain Hustlers. Yeah. You know Chris okay. Evans' last theatrically released film? What? Knives Out. Oh, Knives theatrically out. released was Knives Out. Yeah. yeah. If wow. you don't count Lightyear, Chris. I, oh, I guess I count. That. I love. He's Chris all over Evans, it, and I need Chris Evans to Just love himself. I'm going <laughs> on five years of making the worst yeah. streaming bullshit in the world, yeah. and let's see. Coming up next is Red One. Yeah. A new take on holiday mythology based on an idea by The Rock's ex-brother-in-law. I've heard he's, like, at least circling, like... The Celine Song movie. Right, right. Like, more interesting stuff, right. But I've also heard about him turning some shit down recently in a way that made me... Really? Like, yeah. He's also going to be in the the second Ethan Coen lesbian movie. Is he? Supposedly. Honey, don't. Well, I hope so. Did somebody just whisper something to George W. Bush that there's a second Ethan Coen lesbian movie? Supposedly he has a trilogy he wants to make, and luckily he's going okay. to make those movies in 15 minutes. Yeah, so. for sure. <laughs> I don't think it'll be that hard. There's a bunch of scripts in the drawer. Uh, Howard and Amazing, though, I completely yeah. agree. Yeah. I mean, my my guys left off the list were like the actual Oscar nominees. It's like Downey Jr. Garrett. Oppenheimer, De Niro, Killers of the Flower Moon, well, Sterling you, K. Brown. You had Corey and Michael Smith instead of Charles Melton. I said in addition to Right, Charles. and I'm lowering my glasses and saying maybe this will come up again later. Corey and Michael Smith I think is, yeah. jumps off of that screen. Yes. The second you see him, um, even just when he's still on that stage and just being like a little bitch. He's got like three scenes. He's got less than 10 minutes. He's so good. But you're just like, there's kind of a complete arc to his three scenes in the movie. Yep. And it's like, you've heard about the character some. A lot of his characterization comes from other people talking about him. Yep. The second he arrives on screen, you're like, I know fucking everything about this guy. Every decision he's making is telling you something about it's the perfect kind of a guy who is so traumatized and is working so hard to cover it up and be like, I'm in on the joke. I'm telling you I'm fucked up. You can't judge me. I'm mad that this casting Oscar is going to happen two years too late for me to bitch about May, December not getting nominated for casting. a feat of casting. Because like everybody in that May, December cast, all those, their kids and whatnot are all so fucking good. Also just... Yeah, the way that movie is like Natalie brings it to him. Yep. Yeah. Natalie's gonna be yes. in it. Yeah. He's like, I'm Todd Haynes. He hits one on his phone. It's which Julianne calls Moore. Julianne Moore. Yes. Right. And right. two at this point is maybe Corey Michael Smith. Right. Yeah, right. I love like, a bunch of his. So yeah. like yeah. obvious, obvious casting decisions that obviously make sense. Yeah. But then like someone like Melton, where it's like, you know, they they don't have him all in the mind. Kids right. are incredible like, in it. Right, all exactly. Kids. The kids are great. Yeah. Like all the, you know, it's it is a beautiful cast. The lawyer, her ex-husband, like all those yep. performances yep. are uh, incredible. Corey Michael Smith, I think, is uh, always great. The bees jumped out. I mean me. butterflies, fuck. Jesus. Beautiful butterflies. Uh, Corey Michael Smith playing Chevy Chase in the Reitman SNL movie. Oh, yeah. Little I'm in, intriguing I'm into that. to me. I'm into that. David, I definitely thought you were going to do Holt McCallany for The Iron Claw. You went the yeah. other way with The Iron Claw. I, but, uh, I, 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 he's on my long list for sure. He's excellent. Holt McCallany is one of those people I'm like, that's a David guy. Like, he, that's, I love him, yeah. yeah. I think uh, one of your classic Simsisms, you referred to him once as a cube on top of another cube. <laughs> he looks like a Minecraft character. Um, he does, Which, it, compliment, to be yeah. clear. And I'm sure if I told him that, he'd throw me through a wall. But, like, what <laughs> stunning. He's I, also amazing in the first scene of Iron Claw where yes. he's younger and it's black and white. Yeah. And he's the wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. I watched some YouTube clips of the real 
I mean, he's on my best the dad. Of fun, Eric. Of course. Yeah. No, perfect father. Most yeah, great, great dad. I watch yeah. clips of the real guy. It is astonishing how close it is. And not in a way where it's like, what an amazing transformation. Right. Where you're just like, I, I think Durkin's even talked about this, that he's like been a, a, a Holt fan for a while. He's trying to figure out who to cast. And he's like, is that too obvious? Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is he yeah. going to feel it. unchallenged? Yeah. And in a certain way, that character is kind of like one note. But, sure. but the point of the character is that he's sort of stuck on one note. Yeah. And Holt finds a way to play him in a way that is not repetitive. Right. Yeah. Who right. else you got? Come on. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Uh, I mean, Antoine Reinhardt. I've called is, out all my guys. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So he's being lawyer. Now, he's, I do want to shout out Hot Lawyer as well. Hot Lawyer is great. Who's so hot handsome. Here's good. the thing what he has going for him is that yeah. he is hot. Yeah. And, and, it's interesting, and there's a counterpoint because inside hot all of us. tired right. and kind of like stressed, uh -huh. you know. Uh -huh. Inside and all of us, there are two lawyers. Right. One right. with a lot of hair. One, one with a great head of hair and he's hot. One with a bald head he's a little One who looks tired. One who has too much energy. Yep. 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 Antoine Reinhardt's very good in BPM several years ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David, who were your uh, others? Uh, I had uh, Downey. I, we already talked about sure, that. Sure. De Niro, uh, I'll just say, is my winner. I think wow. that's one of the great performances he's ever given. I Wearing the Mr. Burns uh, goggles. It's on his top the, uh, And uh, Yes, I give that award five awugas from a, <laughs> a vintage car. <laughs> um, Kiefer Sutherland is one of those performances where, because Kiefer has like acquired this reputation as this sort of like, oh, like... He's kind of this like weird, you know, fuck yes. up, right? And like, so you're yeah. kind of like, oh, is there, are they just tapping into that? But like, that performance revolves around his two big, I mean, the movie revolves around his two big testimonies. And it's, right? it's like, a bizarre stylized performance. Exactly. I like, when you realize, seen, like, yeah. yo, this is so many choices yes. being made. And the first time where he's trying to come across as like, well, I mean, this is all very ridiculous, but uh, of course I'll tell you what happened. And you know, he's, he's like talking out of the, the side of his mouth. Yeah. The hand. I, I remember seeing the trailer for that movie, and that's a hard movie to trailer. Yeah, sure. yeah, sure. But going like, oh, Kiefer looks like a disaster in this. Right. He cannot right. lock into a smaller register anymore. And then you watch the film and you're like, it actually makes perfect sense in the context of the full movie around him. I agree. I do think some people are still bumping up against that performance. Also, Lance Reddick is incredible in that movie. Like uh, Reddick I really liked. I didn't love that movie, but like peace. Reddick's really good. And the Kiefer thing that I liked was it's sort of in conversation with his A Few Good Men character yeah, yeah, totally. in a way that I find very, very fascinating. Yeah. Uh, and Jamie Bell, I don't really like that movie at all. He really? was the thing that worked for me best. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, I love uh, that movie. In that classic Jamie Bell way of just like, yeah. This guy has found the emotional center of this so Jeez. fast. It's the best. Yeah. And I'm sorry, yeah. Jamie, but I refuse to ever nominate you again because you've been on the show. I well, gave yeah. you the Rocket oh. Man nomination. Also, uh, return on recording Let that be equipment. A lesson to anybody who chance. wants thinking about guesting on blank check, just uh, beware. I'll give him a You'll nomination if he sends back the microphone. No, he can keep it. He can, he can keep it for all of us. He's strangers. a cutie pie. <laughs> who are your winners, guys? Uh, Charles Melton in May, December. I guess I, I didn't go. talk about him. Um, yeah. Great. <laughs> Fucking great. He's great. Yeah. And, and he and then he holds his own. Yeah. Uh, With Natalie Portman. And, and, I, Natalie and I do not mean that in a patronizing me? way. No. I would feel that way about a, a, a top tier actor. Yes. It's yeah. also a performance that is by design bottled in a movie where yes. two actresses are going really big. Yeah. It's hard to go small and hold your own. Well, and he doesn't ever actually like go into like fugue state baby little like no. you know it's just but he like but he evokes that while being an actual adult you know what i mean like he doesn't take that shortcut yeah and it's it's a good choice Who's my winner is brian gosling great Barbie. great choice here yeah. are the blankies 10 
Okay. 10, Glenn Howerton. 9, Penelope Cruz. 8, Julianne Moore. Tied for 6, Rachel McAdams and Robert De Niro. Okay. Exact tie, it seems. 5th, Mark Ruffalo. None of us mentioned. I do think he's only not online because film. he's an Oscar nominee. Like, I, I, I gave my Ooh, permission to... Oh, you don't like Ruffalo. To... I'm seeing a, I don't like Ruffalo I think he has a lot of fun in that movie. Yeah. I certainly, if I were to nominate someone from Poor Things, I would go Defoe, Defoe? over Ruffalo, sure, but I, I would, would say neither of them were within my... Oh, tent. I like Ruffalo a lot. I rewatched Poor Things. The first time I, I saw like Poor that Things, movie. terrible circumstances. The rewatch, very chill circumstances. Uh, he's just really funny. Him, funny. him losing it is just kind of top tier. Like, and it's kind of a, it's a cousin to the Gosling performance yeah. of like, the minute she's like, "What? I let someone else eat me out," and he's just like, he just watched all of sure. his confidence shatter. The Gosling in performance, one just, yes, it, I guess it, it gets me more. It's, sure. it's yeah. a matter no, of sure, taste. sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, three, Divine Joy Randolph. Two, Robert Downey Jr. One, Charles Melton. A very strong year yeah. for yeah. supporting acting. Interesting. But Griffin Ruffalo, the might only dispute one. some things. No, I, I generally agree with that. Best original screenplay. Best adapted screenplay. I went a little wild on these because I, I was like, let me let me cover some things I'm not hitting in other categories. Go on then. For best original screenplay. <sighs> yes. Asteroid City. Yeah, Wes Anderson. May, December. Uh, yes, uh, Sammy Birch and uh, uh, the story is Mechanic. by uh, Alex Mechanic. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Amanda. Oh, you love that movie. I think one of the great debut films of the year. Uh, th th and that film was written by Amanda? Uh, uh, no. It looks like it was written by Carolina Cavelli. Yes, who also director. wrote Fremont. Yeah. Yes. A movie I love, and I was so happy to see it win in the spirit for her. Uh, this year. Bo is Afraid. No, Ari Aster. Uh, still eligible because he's never been on this it was, podcast. It was written by Ari Aster and a giant penis. Yes. <laughs> that lives in his head. Yes. Uh, and Fallen Leaves. Fantastic. We have a lot of uh, similarity, okay. my friend, uh, which is, I also have Wes Anderson for Asteroid City mm -hmm. and Ari Aster for Bo is Afraid and uh, Aki Karasmaki for Fallen Leaves. And then I had Jonathan Raymond and Kelly Raycard for showing up. Good call. And A.V. Rockwell for a thousand and one. A blind spot for me. Uh, mine are Justine Trier. Is it Trier? Sure. I've been screwing that one up all season mm -hmm. for Anatomy of a Fall. Wes Anderson for Asteroid City. Uh, Doug Wright and Maggie Betts for The Burial. Again, a mm -hmm. late addition for me. Bury him. Sammy Birch and Alex Mechanic for May, December. And mm -hmm. Celine Song for Past Lives. Who are your winners? Asteroid City. May, December. Now, here's what's tricky. I'd say those are the two that I was yeah. stuck between. <laughs> well, let's say that you gave it to them. Who's no, your third I'm going to pick a winner. Okay. It's interesting because it's like, there are, what I value most in each of those two is very different. Yeah. I'm like, May, December sets up a number of character dynamics that I could think about for years. Right? Like, watching that movie, I was like, this could go on another 10 hours. I would never get tired of watching different combinations of these characters in different environments react to things. Asteroid City is just, like, the ultimate heightening of Wes's insane obsession with, like, Russian nesting doll structure. Sure. And creating, like, frames around his story to talk about the frames that we use to tell stories. And that he uses, yes. Right. And it's a movie that I may be, like, a little less than you, but also because I've been hotter on the last couple West movies than you were. I don't know why that would affect how you feel about Asteroid City, one the of the great films ever made. The more I think about made. it from a script level, it is kind of astounding. One, it's the best piece of writing of the year, in my opinion. Which is why it's my winner. You guys make your cases, and then I'll 
pick who I... My winner is Asteroid City. Yeah, okay, my winner is May, but, December. I'll Let's give you the blankies it. while you... Yeah. Here, are the, here are the blankies picked. Okay. The Holdovers, which is a, a lovely screenplay, yeah. I think. Uh, Nami of a Fall, Asteroid City, Past Lives, May, December, number one. So they were four for five with the Oscar picks, right? Interesting, yeah. Only Asteroid City missed there. What was the right. Oscar fifth? The Oscar fifth for original? Yeah, this year. Why am I already forgetting? It was uh, Maestro, Maestro, which I forget is original. Yeah, that's. But yeah, it's, like, it's, it's technically like it not based on a specific book. That's why you yes. can't you can't credit all of the Bernstein children for uh, as a but they source. Do they do. It. They are doing. Um, it. Yeah. I, I'm going to go Asteroid City because I gave May December supporting actress, and I want to spread the love. Well, there you go. Best adapted screenplay. Woo-hoo. Do you want me to start? Yes, please. Let's mix it up. Oppenheimer, mm. Christopher Nolan, mm-hmm. Killers of Flower Moon, mm-hmm. Eric Rothman. Remember how I wrote like a full song and it had multiple lyrics and it wasn't just me saying Colors of the Flower Moon River? <laughs> Genocide <laughs> is sad. Uh, wow, my picks are really boring. Barbie, Blackberry, and Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Nice. Jonathan Goldstein, the, the, Jonathan I'd say, Michael in a certain way, the least surprising nomination of the year. <laughs> Equivalent to like the announcement that Emily Blunt is playing Mary Poppins and the Globes were like, do you want us to carve should, out? The- should, yeah, should we just look and put a, book a table for you? <laughs> yeah. Mine are All of Us Strangers, mm-hmm. Andrew Haig, Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret, Kelly Freeman Craig, mm-hmm. Barbie, Greta Gerwig, and Noah Baumbach, mm-hmm. Killers of the Flower Moon, Eric Roth and Martin Scorsese, Oppenheimer, Christopher Nolan. My nominations for Best Adapted Screenplay, Oppenheimer, yeah. Killers of the Flower Moon, wow. Blackberry, beep, beep. All of Us Strangers, oh. Godzilla Minus One. I, I loved incredible. Godzilla Minus One. I An incredible movie. I guess it's adapted by, it's like based on Godzilla, right? Like that's where we're going. You, I mean, I have different rules. You're sometimes persnickety about what qualifies as adapted, but I'm like, that one is so specifically coasting off of the original. If Barbie is adapted because it's Barbie, then I think Godzilla can be adapted. I mean, I'm going by Oscar rules, but I I bought Barbie sort of as original. I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't, I don't know how. I I would have been fine if they I think it's adapted, but I would say Godzilla minus one is more adapted off of the original Godzilla than most Godzilla films are just adapted off of Godzilla as a general idea. You mean Godzilla X? Kong is less faithful to the uh... possibly okay. Oh, minus one's like a prequel, and it's really kind of like circling back to the original themes of the the fifty four movie. And I think it is. Yeah, so is Godzilla X Kong. Yeah. Uh, Are we really supposed to say it that way, Godzilla X? We're not supposed to say anything about yeah. that. Okay. Movie. Okay. It should not be. They should just re-release Godzilla minus one again. <laughs> be like, go see it. Godzilla minus two would. Um, maybe it'll be fun. I have no idea. No, Godzilla Minus 1 uh, made more here than it did in Japan. And sure. I also feel like Shin Godzilla outgrossed Godzilla Minus 1 Japan. Because when this crossed over so huge in the States, people were like, oh, so this in Japan, people must have Yeah, they must be their favorite yeah. Godzilla movie of all yeah, time, yeah, yeah. right? And it's like, it was very popular and well-liked there. Yeah. I do think it is weirdly the Godzilla. It is the Japanese Godzilla movie with the most Western storytelling sensibilities. Yeah. And part of that is it is the first Godzilla movie, I would say, to successfully totally crack a human narrative yeah. that is completely engaging from beginning to end that feels directly tied to Godzilla. It almost feels like it could, like it couldn't, but like it, long parts of it could exist independently of Godzilla. It could just be about like a guy trying to like recover from the war. And there are other Godzilla movies that have that, but then the Godzilla elements feel extraneous from that. A little tacked on. It's the one where I'm like 50, 60 years into making Godzilla movies. Yeah. 70, they cracked the perfect way to do that. I like like that movie a lot. Yeah. Yeah, this is a strong year for adaptation. It's like, it's like, 
Oppenheimer, it's like I read that book. Turning that into a functional movie is really yeah. impressive. Yeah. I read Flower Moon. What they did with that is this feat of adaptation where they took what they wanted and ignored what they didn't. And that's risky. You know, yeah. that's cool. Blackberry, I mean, like the phones are so small. They're so small. How guys. do you adapt a whole phone? Yeah. A keyboard? Like, yeah. I don't understand it. Like, yeah. Um, and uh Dungeons and Dragons, it's a it's a monster manual. You're gonna turn this into a, a movie? Yeah. yeah. It's just like giving you entries. All of us strangers, a movie. Uh, Joe and I liked a lot yeah, more than David. Yeah, maybe this is where I can, because like, it makes more sense than than when I do my uh, best picture. Spoiler. Mm -hmm. Um, no, I I think I get where it doesn't work for everybody. Obviously, to me, it's not to like play the like personal experience card, but like it is the rare gay movie that speaks to like the Gen X experience specifically, right. which is yeah. very, very, very much the sort of like wilderness in the middle of like the eighth generation of the 80s and the sort of marriage equality um sort of you know uh prep kind of age and Hell, this like I'm, this i'm sorry i'm just, not to cut you off i'm so confused you remember the whale came out last year right oh, the ultimate that's true. That's gen true. x homosexual ultimate, test yeah. well honestly not to like give the whale any credit but like the fact that the whale is about somebody who hates himself so spectacularly that it like completely ruined his life like that doesn't not apply to the like i'm not to, to all like, the strangers well or, or to like the thing you're talking to about the, the, the fact kind that of, there's yeah. this in-between gay generation where it was like who grew up so terrified of sex. And, and there's a little bit of, and like, survivor's guilt. And and survivor's guilt yes. isn't there, but, like, all media yeah. was desperately telling you, like, for God's sake, be careful because this will kill you. And then it's like, okay, well, now we're supposed to be asked to, like, relate to this newer generation who has none of that baggage right. whatsoever. And it does sometimes feel like you are this sort of, like, specter in between. And you also had, like, the, you know, this generation of like still trying to recover from whatever trauma existed from, even if you weren't able to come out to your parents, you still had that fear of, so it's like all of that stuff. I thought Andrew Haig really, really synthesizes it really well. To me, the ghost story thing really worked. And exactly. I get where like, that's the thing that's probably the sticking point for a lot of people. Which ghost story? Well, not to reveal the, uh, you know. Sure. I think that's Mr. a spoiler in of itself. Mr. Sure. Waters is the ultimate villain at the, the end. Right, right, film. right, right. Um, I, I agree that all of it works. I think that movie makes a, a story uh, swing at the end that's similar to a twist that is similar to Iron Claw in this shouldn't work and it worked for me. Yeah. I could see other people going, I'm out. That's one thing too many. Well, for especially me, it worked. If, 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 if the idea is like, oh, well, I guess none of this was real and whatever. And my thing is like, oh, no, like that's an actual like the ghost of, of that. Person. Let's talk very vaguely yeah. here. But I, I look, I related less personally to that film sure. on a level of sexual identity or what sure, have sure, you. Sure. Um, but I watch it and I, I think I just forgot any of the background leading up to it. And I was like, oh, this movie is based on Andrew Haig's own personal experiences one to one that he then mapped this magical, realist, supernatural element yeah. on. And I was astounded to then be reminded, oh, right, this is based on a book. Yeah. The book is fairly different. Yeah. His parents are still alive. Right. His parents are still alive. It is a film that feels but so... But he said those are... His of course. Parents. Like, obviously, he of is course. very... Per and it was shot in his childhood home. Yes. It is just a film... I, I think that's what I find so fascinating about it as an yeah. adaptation, is he took a pre-existing work and he added elements that are so personal into it yeah. that it feels like every element of this came out of his own personal experience when, in fact, it's an interesting the, the adaptation. novel, right, it's like... It is about a person commuting with their parents as ghosts. Sure. 
but it's I think it has more of a horror-y kind yes. of like he's kind of getting trapped by them. Yeah. Um, and Mr. Waternoose, it turns out, needed the energy from that from, to power Monster yeah, Rock. From right. being sad by talking to your dead parents. My uh, winner yes. is Blackberry. Yes, uh, click, click. Uh, click, Matt, click. Matt, Matt Johnson and Matthew Miller are the writers yeah, on that I one. I think an incredible film, a film I've watched two times and then a third time on the TV cut. I won't be watching the TV cut. I would say it's pretty skippable. Yeah, it seemed like they, they made the movie they wanted to make. Uh, correct. Um, Wasn't and, the TV cut kind of like like required by like yes, the Canadian was, Broadcasting yes. Company or whatever yes. those Canadians. Yeah, it was a weird always up to no good. contingency of its funding. And I was right. just like, well, I like this movie so much. I wouldn't mind watching extra footage. And then you watch it and you're like, there's maybe five minutes of extra footage. Yeah. Most of the extra running time is just adding credit sequences. Right. And also like, you know, ads for Canadian films and TIFF and uh, well, Royal Bank of Canada. Ads. I, did, I did a one week free trial of AMC Plus and then canceled it immediately. Who's your winner, Joe? My winner is actually Barbie. Um, it's one of those things where it's just like, it, very similar to what I thought about Little Women, where it was just like, oh, like you really did that. You were really able to like take this property and yeah. like bring something completely new and interesting and thought-provoking out of it. And it's one of those things where it's like... Congrats on falling for a toy commercial, <laughs> you capitalist. Well, it's the, the other thing is just like, she's so good at this kind of thing. And it's like, oh, are we just sort of like going to encourage Greta to keep going for like more and more like, this shouldn't be a movie, but like watch me do my magic. And it's like, part of me does want her to like, I would like another Frances Ha at some point. I would like another, you I, know, Lady I, Bird at some point. It would be nice. Look, sure. Yeah. There's not... I wouldn't say I have a specific thing of like, I want her to do this over this. Sure. The only I thing I feel whatever she same. I'm in that yeah. boat right now. Yeah. The only thing I feel strongly about is I'm disappointed she does seem to be going straight into Narnia only because I like, yeah, she's been she's there open for, the door. She's unreachable at this point. Like, well, yeah. she had some Turkish delight. She had, she's been working on that for a while. She's she had it reference. set before Barbie. Barbie obviously was uh, so huge, got elected president of the right. United States. Amazingly so. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I was just like the post Barbie position, she could make whatever she wants. She could make her water world now. And if she makes the greatest calamity imaginable, Literally, she should make Netflix would let her go back and make Narnia after that. Sure. I'm like, Narnia is a safe rebound from anything she does next. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's but fair. if she wants to do Narnia, then I'm interested in seeing what her take on Narnia is. She's in that zone for me now where like anything she wants to do, I'm interested to see why she wants to do that. My winner is Killer, Killer, Killers of the Flower Moon. I think, Moon, a I think it's a, a, a really un, a silly snub by the Jan Oscars. Uh, agreed. But I can't remember what snuck in. Again, it was sort of like and American fiction is possibly going to win in that category, the yep. Oscars, which is which is nice. I like that movie. I, Zone of Interest like was the surprise Oscar sure. contender there. That movie is an adaptation of a book in that it has the title of the book. And it, Right. That's a it. very unconventional <laughs> like, adaptation that it basically disregards. And it's it yeah. is an excellent screenplay in its way. Yeah. But I really think that movie's more um, even direction. weirder though, just the then not only just getting snubbed, it's the only best picture nominee that is not nominated for its screenplay. Fire Moon. Yeah. That's yeah, interesting. It's weird. Yeah, silliness. Okay. Uh the Blankies uh gave it to yeah, Oppie was their winner. Uh there you got me, me Margaret was fifth. Uh Poor Things was fourth. Okay. Barbie third. Mm-hmm. Flower Moon, Oppie. Uh, I should say, uh, Zone of Interest is my most embarrassing blind spot this year that I still have not. Yeah, you're a coward. Seen. I'm a coward. Back to the blankies after these messages. We're back, baby. 
It's the Blankies. Best animated film my five, Suzume, Boy and the Heron, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Leo. Oh, I didn't see the Leo. The funniest movie of 2020. Katie Rich tells me Leo's very good. Yeah. It, Leo fucking hits. Have you watched Leo yet, David? Nope. I'd like Jesus. to. Leo has a character I will not ruin. I would say is the only character that trumps. It it's not Leo. Okay. Although Leo is great in it. Okay. We do like Leo. We love the titular role. Sure, of course. There is a character in it that I would say is the funniest character of the year over Ken and Barbie for me. Okay. And I won't spoil it because when the character's introduced, you're like, well, that's not a character. Right. And the journey you go on, it's, it's very rewarding. My fifth nominee, Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken. Really? No movie was done more dirty this year. Yeah, I didn't see it probably because it was. She's a good kid. Give yeah. it to understand Rudy, that Rudy it Gilman put watching. up some uh, driveway dolls numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I think a, a fun ass movie, incredible like rubble, rubber hose, old fucking up iWork style animation sure, done sure, sure. with modern technology. Just fun ass shit. Wow, I didn't see enough animated movies. This I kind of didn't. I have I had four, and I'm I haven't seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. That's, yet, that's and on I was my sort list. of waiting because I think I will like that. But I had Boy in the Heron and Spider Verse. I had Nimona, which I really was surprised how Nimona's much I loved. Nimona is very yeah. very fun. Yeah, and then Robot Dreams is kind of my number one. I still need to watch Robot it's Dreams. So good. my therapist beep keeps remember uh, recommending it. To a lot me. of beep boop, lights, but camera, like, Good stuff. Yeah. I think Robot Dreams feels like a Griff. Movie. I'm gonna look. Like, I, sure. I have Boy, Spidey, Turtles, Suzume, and then I guess Mario Brothers is the default fifth, just in terms of like I haven't seen enough movies. Sure, sure, well, sure, and here's but Mario's. I will say Mario is keeping Elemental out of there. I, I will put Mario. I think Mario is a a more accomplished piece of entertainment yeah. than Elemental. Elemental's bad. I want Can I make an executive decree here? Sure. I think you're not allowed to nominate Mario. No, I, yeah, I, I think allowed. you have to only nominate four films. No, I'm allowed to nominate Mario. I think Mario is successful. Oh, I don't like it that I much. I disagree strongly. Yeah. Wow, he disagrees strongly. Uh, best voiceover performance. Yeah, who you got? Chris Pratt, Adam Sandler, and Leo. Chris Pratt, because the character I love doesn't really talk. Chris Pratt, Haley Steinfeld across the Spider Verse. She's so good. Incredible. Chris Pratt, the lead of the movie. Bradley Cooper, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Absolutely. Yeah. Finishing up uh, some of a, a trifecta of some of his best work. A apex shit from him. I Actually, would agree. some of his best agree. work. Uh, I'm I'm gonna just as as the the tip of the hat I'm gonna go. Uh, Annie Murphy is very good in Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken. Okay, as sure. the villain. Uh, is she from um spoiler from Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek, and she plays Mr. Waterniers. Correct. Uh, and then a movie. I, I'll say it. This is the opportunity to say it. Yeah. I found very funny watching on Peacock at one o'clock in the morning. Okay. I think Jamie Fox is kind of unreal in Strays. Oh, sure. Oh, I never strays. saw Strays. I did not see Strays We've been talking either. about right. the burial being the Jamie Foxx reminding us all why he's a fucking movie star right. performance. Right. Strays, I'm like, right, Jamie Foxx is funny. Yeah, he is. I think Strays is good. Okay. okay I'm I'll saying this like strange. really yeah. quiet. Where's Chris Pratt, though? Patty Pratt Pratt. He was uh, too busy eating uh, spaghetti with Can meatballs and a pizza pie and drinking limoncello. Chris Pratt did play Mario, mm -hmm. yeah. but didn't play the guy in Elemental who's like, what does he look like? Well, if Chris Pratt was just made of water, he would look like this guy. And it's yeah. bizarre. He's also playing Garfield. Oh, dear. Well, he does love lasagna. Exactly. He ate so much damn lasagna to play Mario. Yeah. You gotta yeah. give him Garfield <laughs> too now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I really love Jackie Chan vocal performance-wise uh, yeah. in uh, Turtles. Agreed. 
I I do love um Bradley, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um very fond of that. I do I do I do genuinely enjoy Mr. Jack Black's work in Mario. If there's a if there's a voice performer having fun I would in that agree movie, with that. it's certainly him. I would agree with that. Can I give Russell Crowe a best voice performance nomination for the Pope's Exorcist? Like I don't even care about anything else. Just the that accent? was the other scene in Dune too. Is Rebecca Ferguson <laughs> says do the voice, and Russell Crowe from the Post Exorcist shows up and he does the. I voice. thought you were gonna say, can I give him a best animation reference nomination <laughs> for Donkey Kong and Super Mario? Can I say my 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 number one runner up for production design that yeah. just missed the list is um. Oh, no, wait, sorry. It's my number five. It does make the list. Okay. The Pope's Exorcist, uh, parentheses, Vespa. Just the Vespa <laughs> from the Pope's Exorcist makes it in for a production. I well, would say he's a Putters and Murmurs contender, but he's more of a, you know, of rumors and vroom, yellers. Rumor, yeah, 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 yeah. He's not really puttering in sure. that yeah. one. I guess his, his Vespa goes puttering. Vespa's kind of puttering yeah. along. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, should we call out other craft things if there's things? I don't well, I don't have I, full fives written out for a lot of them. I have full fives for, for everything. Let's just, I mean, yeah, let's pick a category. would be my visual effects winner as well it's you know the visual effects there's a lot of hand wringing of like how how did they make this for 20 million dollars when every other movie costs 200 million dollars sure sure and i think the better analog to that movie is the creator where it's oh, like yeah. how was this made for 80 million when everything else cost 200 yes it yes. should just be acknowledged a lot of the ways in which the godzilla budget was kept so low have to do yeah. with a lot of not great things that happen in the Japanese film industry. The creator coming out as pro-AI propaganda in the year 2023 is very funny also. Very funny. Bold. It's very um, funny. No, a lot of the ways that Godzilla Minus One was able to keep its budget low have to do with uh, yeah. uh, very equivalent to the video game industry, tech yeah. crunch, underpaid, what have you, and also having a director who yeah. had a VFX background and did a lot of it himself yeah. for yeah. no extra he gets money. nominated, yeah. And, and also, it is a movie that's very smart about, like, it has fewer visual effects shots than you think it does. Yeah, it chooses its moments very well, but it's also just unbelievably well realized. My other four production design nominations besides <laughs> the Pope's Exorcist Vespa are Asteroid City because West should always be in production. Same design. Barbie because it creates a world of Barbie. Mm-hmm. Bo is afraid for yep. if nothing else, the city creating the most like uh, emotionally true New York City, terrifying New mm-hmm. York City. Like, oh, what if you made a New York City out of just anxiety? Yep. Of And it's just like, oh, okay. All of the set design work, the the fantasy world, and yeah. that is oh, so cool. The tremendous. forest and like that's yeah. my winner in that category. But also one uh, uh, that I think you guys will appreciate is BlackBerry. Like the way they do the offices in black in BlackBerry, and the way they make it yes. look like just so shabby and low rent, and also like period appropriate. Um, very, very, very good. Mo- most years, the West movie would be my automatic uh, production right. design winner. Yeah. I need to call out Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem looks unreal. And I feel like a lot of that conversation got taken over by uh, Spider-Verse. Also looks cool. Looks cool. Uh, uh, Ninja Turtles Woodrow White, I believe, was the main character designer on it, who I believe is a blankie. Shout out. Not Woodrow Wilson, who's a dead president. Correct. Right. Uh, bought bought a Vin Diesel oil painting from him a couple years ago, Woodrow not Wilson. realizing who he Woodrow was. Wilson. From, Woodrow Woodrow, Wilson from President Woodrow Wilson. It showed up on my Instagram timeline, and someone was like, you should buy this, and I bought it from him, and then later found out, oh, nice. oh he's a listener, and he did all the Ninja Turtles designs. Um, but that movie, uh, uh, Ben, you will see it uh, soon. You have not seen it yet. No, I have not. Uh, that is a movie that like somehow carries over this aesthetic of everything looking like doodles done in the margins of a notebook during class. And it's incredible. Yeah, VFX. I do think the creator has amazing VFX. I think Guardians 3 is actually kind of like incredibly triumphant VFX stuff. Sort of 
at the end of that Marvel run. I think D&D had really good visual effects that are like squidgy and fun and fit the tone of the movie. Mm-hmm. Oppenheimer's cool, obviously. The, uh, production design. Well, Jack Fist, the King Jack Fist, the king, sure. still yes. out there slaying. Yeah. Yep. Wow, everyone's slaying this year. He's like almost 80 years old. He rolls. And that movie, like the scale of it is is really tremendous. Barbie's obviously yep. worth acknowledging here. Um, Here's a, a, a kind of special award I want to call out. The way the Oscars used to sometimes yeah. uh, an accomplishment that defies clean categorization. Best composite performance. Oh, okay. I think there has to be some special honor bestowed to the three-way performance in Mithrigan. Oh. Yeah, sure. The girl, the robot, and... The dancer. Uh, the dancer, yeah. The, the voice. Right. The is special the voice, effects. Is the girl, though, the human girl, doesn't she provide the voice of Megan? Well, I'm saying... She's Slay of the Year. Can we just say that's yeah. what... If we can just go I'm with I'm saying there are basically like 10 people involved in that performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm saying the three facets. I'm including oh, everyone I who see, worked I see, on I see, it. I see, I see, yes, I'm yes, saying yes, there's yes. the vocal. Right. There's the special effects. Yes. Right. And, and there's the human the body. Human, sure. Right. Yes. Exactly. Which yeah. goes between being a child, being yeah. animatronics, yeah. being CGI, yeah. being a dancer. Yeah. Uh, the voice, like for for that many disparate parts, the entire success of that movie is that everyone saw that trailer and went, I want to know more about her. It's a better trailer than it is a movie. Totally. And I think like, the movie's a lot of fun. The movie's fun. The movie's yeah. Fun. I think the but movie's like Mithrigan as a performance yeah. is so wildly successful yeah. that we're gonna be seeing Mithrigan movies forever. We did uh, for this had Oscar Buzz for our Patreon, we did a like superlatives of the year in like yeah. non-traditional categories or whatever. And that was a, a choreography nominee for us. Yeah. Because it's like it's both dance choreography and fight choreography just, in the same scene. I just think as a creation. Mm-hmm. Split across a number of contributors. Yeah. That is a wholly successful realization of a character. Yeah. Who y'all got for score? Music. Ludwig. Ludwig Gorenson yeah. for Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. I collecting an Oscar this year. Yes. I mean, uh, Mark Ronson and Andrew Wyatt for Barbie, of course. Uh, Joe Hisaishi for The Boy sure. and the Heron. Yes. Robbie Robertson, Killers of the Flower Moon. Incredible, uh, incredible work. I agree. Rip. I had Naoki Sato for Godzilla Minus One. Uh-huh. Really good really good music in that movie. Uh, Alfonso de Villalonga for Robot Dreams. Again, shout out to Robot Dreams. Love that movie. Uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross for Ninja yeah, Turtles for is Turtles. a really fucking good score. Awesome, awesome writing score I did for me. The I listened to that, that score a lot. And, and kind of like unlike their other work. Yeah, although I feel like they have been branching out as they do more stuff, their Challenger score, which is later this year, yeah, slaps. It's You've like seen Challengers. I sure I'm have. so jealous of you. It's like dance music. It's like awesome. Um, I think the use of uh, song soundtrack in BlackBerry is so fucking yeah. good. At a time when song soundtracks are really, really lazy these days, well, can be at least. Like Air does the same shit of like use popular songs from the so era as signifiers to place you, they, and all of them are. Air like, picked really obscure music. I, I just didn't understand. <laughs> Blackberry, the bear, like, the, every song so directly pins it to that exact year in yeah. a way that doesn't feel show offy, but also doesn't feel like obvious. The Burial does songs good. I know I keep yeah, bringing no, up that true. movie. Burial, Burial, it's just like Joe, think solid. of the movie besides the one you just saw last. But yeah, yeah. Um, can I also say for songs, I don't want to like, I don't like whatever. I'm just Ken should win the Oscar. Sure. And um, I think Wonka deserved a song nominee. The fact that Wonka didn't show up on the short list is dumb, I think. There are he pretty, doesn't like the song. I just think the songs are mid. He's not a believer. I think the world of our own is a really of. Wonka songs rock. But of, whatever. We're, we've already been declared okay. like enemies of the people for liking Wonka Wonka's or whatever. Wonka's good and fun. Timmy's very good I, in it. I like three I people Wonka. in yeah. our DMs. No. 
No. The Reddit is already very really? which I really shouldn't bring up. Reddit we're not can, looking at Reddit. We're anymore. not looking at the Reddit. Miko Levy for Zone of Interest. Sure. I'm, I is on my ballot as well. Uh-huh. Uh the Mikey's picked Oppenheimer, Heron, Moon, Barbie, Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse music good. Obviously Daniel yeah, Pemberton yeah. always good. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, trying to think if there are any other. I mean, I, I really like Lauren Balfe's D and D score. Really, really good. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, Thousand and One has an amazing score. Have you seen yes. Thousand and One? I have uh, I think good. you'd like that. That's movie, another but. embarrassing blind spot for me. Another good like micro targeted period piece. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Killer had a pretty fun. Uh, yeah, Resident Ross score too. Yep. Yeah. All right. Griffin. Killer also had good needle drops. Um, yeah. Th- there's a my what I've previously called my Sergeant Shroom Award. Named after Go Vin on. Diesel's character in Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk, right, which is right. performance I most wish I could nominate. Yeah. And this in is a kind of conscience. Right. I'm just like, yeah. I went you, into, You're ready to love it. I yeah. went into the year going, how do I not? And? I think this is a split. And I saw people in past months being like, Ugh, I can't wait for the inevitable Griffin nominates him for this. <laughs> which is? Who's the name? Split in two categories. Nick Cage for both Dream Scenario and Renfield. Very, very good in both those movies. I wanted opinion. to like Dream Scenarios. Me too. I, I, I wanted to it. like both of those movies more yeah. than I did. And there Renfield had a terrible like trailer, and I was like, I'm not going to watch Renfield now after yes. that trailer. Uh, I like Renfield I, more than Dream Scenario. I like a lot of things in Renfield, actually. Uh, but I think he's incredibly good in both of those films. I'm very excited by these last couple of years of Nicolas Cage really putting in the work again. And I feel like he has... Other than Pig not found the vehicle that totally works in conjunction with him. I agree. But he is good. And I'm glad to see him punching above his weight in real movies. Yes. Yes. Let me see what wait the, the, the other text. Okay. So cinematography. You want me to give you the blankie cinematography Please. winners? From one to five here. Oppenheimer, Flower Moon, Poor Things, Asteroid City, Maestro. Okay. Five movies with looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, Asteroid City can't really argue with any yeah, of I'm like, Would that be my five as well? It I have Bo is Bo's Afraid. Five. I have Bo Asteroid City, Bo is Afraid, Iron Claw, mm-hmm. which I think looks tremendous, Taste of Things, and Perfect Days. Yeah. Uh, Taste of Things, Best Soup. Yes, 100%. Best soup. I, 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 yep. my, my other major embarrassing blind spot. Was that really because they just fucking released it last week? Yeah, yeah that's they, why. They those, you're right. Those, that those that's villains. actually the only one I don't feel guilty about yeah, because they made it hard for me to see it. Yeah. I'm just going to also throw out costume winner Lucky Mara. That's all I need to say. Lucky Mara has linen suits. That's another movie that, that I'm just oh, yeah. I'm outraged it's considered 2023. I know. Anyway. It shouldn't be. I, I look forward to seeing it six months from now. Yeah. Best actress. My nominees are yes? Greta Lee and Past Lives. Sure. Salma Hayek and Magic Mike's Last Dance. You and Chris I can, I Vile it. are the Salma mm-hmm. Hayek and Magic Mike's Last Dance folks, yeah. Lori Kalami, probably mispronounced in full time. I'm, here's my mispronunciation corner. Benedetta. Vir- Virginie Efira. For, for Benedetta again. For, for what? Oh, you're, no. or you're saying you no. just, you, you mangled The actress's name Bernie. is Benedetta. The actress's name is Benedetta Porcaroli. Benedetta Porcaroli, I think is her name. And she's in um, Amanda. Amanda. She is right? the lead. She is the titular role in Amanda. Right. And Alma Posti in Fallen Leaves. Who's amazing. Yes. Those Got are the my Golden Globe nomination. She did, which was yeah. cool as hell. And the Oscars of that movie. Those worthless shits. Yeah. My actress nominees are Jennifer Lawrence in No Hard Feelings, Greta Lee in Past Lives. David's so angry. <laughs> 
Sorry, David. Fine. Uh, totally fine. Julianne Moore we'll take in, her May, off. in May, December. Interesting. All right. Wait, I'm sorry. So say, I, I talked sorry. over you. Starting Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence uh, in No Hard Feelings. Greta Lee in Past Lives. Absolutely. Julianne Moore in May, December. Natalie Portman in May, December. And Margot Robbie in Barbie. So you're putting both the May, Decembers in there. They are. It is a twin lead movie if I've ever seen one. Interesting. I, I mean, that's totally fair. I bought what they did. Uh-huh. I, I think there were, I had no real complaints about the way they shook it out, but it does feel like a movie where you can kind of shake it almost any way you want. I don't think screen time counting is always the grand arbiter. No. Yeah, no, no, no but I was surprised seeing the screen time breakdown of Julianne Moore being in a lot less of the movie than I thought she was. Yeah, which I think yes. maybe even makes my point for me because sure. it feels like she's more no, prominent. Than the movie she... definitely, like, right, it deploys her when it wishes to. Yes. Um, David, you're fine. No, no, you guys should just keep talking while I make <laughs> sure. So mad <laughs> about Jennifer Lawrence. She was my pick. Love that movie. I love that movie and I love her. Oh, God. Love her especially. It's so great it. that she's back. I'm very happy that Jennifer Lawrence is back. In I agree. Movie. I mean, look, the only thing that's kind of a bummer is it does feel like anyone but you got the bump of people watching No Hard Feelings and Netflix and wishing they had seen it in theaters. Yeah, that's probably true. Anyone but you, like, Will they keep it in around long enough to hit 100 million? It's at 87. No, now. they just fell out of the top. Yeah, they really, they really, really, really want it, it to back hit. into yeah, more theaters yeah, yeah. for Valentine's Day. It's going to be just short. They've given up because now it's available digitally. But, you know, right. it's made, obviously, a lot of money. But that movie yeah. getting to 90? It's yeah. made uh, Madame Web will not put us in the red this quarter <laughs> yeah. amount of money. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, that's probably, they're probably seen happy. I anyone but you, and I should, even though. And I shouldn't hold Madam Web against anybody, but like Madam Web has really made me question the Sydney Sweeney project that we're uh, that we've all decided this is to whole on. If you, think, if you think if you didn't like Sydney Sweeney in that, wait till you see it. Anyone but you, my friend. Someone I feel like we're all rooting for. Yeah, we want her to work as a movie it's star. It's been a while since that first season of The White Lotus, though. Yeah. like it's um, been a minute. I'll I'll just put this on the books for next year uh-huh. to call a winner early. Okay, I think. Oh, no, it was last year. It came out the end of 2023. Anyone but you? Yeah. Yeah, so then let me give yeah. an honorific here. Okay. Best close-up shot of a pee hole in a movie. Best urethra. It goes true. to anyone but you. Wow. Right, right, okay. right, right, right. All right. Okay. Uh, my five. Passages got an NC-17 for shadowy butt crack, and anyone but you goes head-on close-up of shadowy pee hole. Shadowy, shadowy hole. Shadowy hole in Passages. There's plenty sure. of crack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, the, yeah. the crack is... Shadowy butthole. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, my my five are Lily Gladstone and Killers of the Flower Moon, okay. Michelle Williams and Showing Up, uh-huh. Tiana Taylor in A Thousand and One, mm-hmm. Kaylee Spaney and Priscilla, mm-hmm. and I'll just give him a stone for Poor Things, who I genuinely love in that movie. Now that fucking Jennifer Lawrence has been <laughs> taken away from me. Wow. My my also rands were a lot of the heavy. I mean, it was Carrie Mulligan, Maestro, Natalie Portman, May December, Michelle oh, Williams, Showing yeah. Up, Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon. I did lop off all of the Oscar nominees that were on my list: Sandra yeah. Huller, Emma Stone, Lily Gladstone. Loved them all. They're all fantastic. And I kind of felt like you were going to rep Portman and Williams and I put showing up in a lot of other categories uh, and Carrie Mulligan is incredibly good in it. I'll say this and I love Alma Poitzi yes. I'm not sure how to pronounce her Finnish last name uh, in volumes I'm with you on that one yeah so good Carrie Mulligan's kind of in the weird space of like is she almost getting bumped up from what is a supporting performance as great as yeah. I think she is in it, I'm no, surprised I don't there wasn't so. more talk about that, except for the fact that there was so much buzz when that movie came out around her it, first billing. Her first yes, billing. Right. And I love Maestro. I, 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 People know I love Maestro on Maine. You do. I, I do think that's the most insincere element of the movie 
is like a lot of insincere elements of that movie in my opinion that is the most insincere (laughs) element is like that is very much not her story or even their story as much as it is his story and i think there's a certain generosity to bradley cooper as a guy being like wife guyness in a way like yeah and she's wonderful in well a lot of maestro is like what if i could solve my problems by being a wife guy for a while like yeah fascinating movie yes uh let's talk through our nominees yes Greta Live, Greta Lee in Past Lives. Another, I must call it Greta Lives. A performance I Greta Lives. Uh, when we had Hodgman. stage show. At, right. Greta uh, Lives in Past Lee. Yeah. 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 When we had Hodgman on our uh, Buster Keaton miniseries, he referred to uh, uh, Buster Keaton as uh, uh, someone who traffics in nostril acting, saying the, the stone face kind of title that's thrown at him is inaccurate because he's actually very expressive, but just with such precise micro expressions. The Greta Lee performance is like that, where I just kind of like... And I feel like I like that movie a little less than most people. I like it a lot, but it's a movie that many people are uh, religious about. But that performance just knocks me out of, like, for how much of it is her in close-up listening. Or looking at a computer screen. Yes. Yeah. And her face is barely moving, and she is saying so much. Well, because it has to lead up to, she can't release until the very, very, very last second. And she's, like, an incredible, broad, comedic performer. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She can play to the cheap seats. Yep. It's a, it, it, she has done it with a level of specificity that always made clear she had like the the technique of a very skilled dramatic actress, but to scale it down this much is astounding. She's wonderful, and I love her in general. Always loved Greta Lee. She was one someone who was always nice to see. Always, yeah. yeah. And and you know, rose to this like incredibly compl- complex role so well. Uh, there's a little role called Margot Robbie and Barbie that she, I want to She's the last cut for me because she's so fucking funny in that she's movie. Really funny. I think. Yeah. Like, it was one of those things where I walked out of Barbie and I texted Chris and Katie who are my like, go-to yeah. group text and I'm like, Margot Robbie better fucking get that Oscar nomination and I was like, I hated to like, to boil it down to that because like that conversation has been so annoying. Sure. But it's like, I I would not disagree with Ryan Gosling also being the performance of the year, but I think Margot Robbie as Barbie is the performance of the year. That movie yes. falls apart. It doesn't fall apart, but like it really does not work. So my if my she line, doesn't nail it. Uh, counter to what you uh, said, walking out of the theater. Yeah, I went to see it with a good friend, friend of the podcast, Orlando Allier, and I turned to him and I was like, I feel like Margot Robbie's going to get fucked. I called it immediately, not to give myself credit. No, yeah. it's the same thing. I feel like what it's another said, really obvious example. Of I this said it's, she's in the fucking Irishman fighter. Yeah, yeah, De Niro and Irishman, where right. she is like the star producer who willed this mm. movie into existence, yeah. brought the people together. Yeah, and she's doing it's incredibly funny that good work. Fell victim to that same, same thing. Although that movie gets no acting nominations. Sure, sure. I just sure. thought the Irishman uh, uh, fighter uh, yeah. counterpoint where it's like these movies are like supporting bonanzas. Sure, sure, sure. sure. Right? And yeah. same with Barbie. Yep. Like two supporting nominations. Yep. And she's doing the really skillful work at the center that's a little selfless. Like part of the design of the movie is I'm letting everyone else play the color. Sure. And I'm doing the kind of internalized thing. Right. She's No, she's incredibly good. It's 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 do, it's doing so much more than you think it is doing at first. Like going in, you just sort of you feel like you got the sense of it from the trailers and whatever, and then you watch the movie and it's like, oh no, you're doing so 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 it's much. Kind more. of my thing against the Emma Stone performance. Really, like, I do. I prefer the way they're not identical movies. Not at all. But I do. I more buy Margot Robbie playing the Awakening of Consciousness. Yeah. I don't, but that's not a negative on Margot Robbie. They're both very stylized. 
Margo yeah. also. Yeah, I mean, Poor Things is about a baby at, at first, not like a, a scripted character. Like Barbie's about no a scripted one. character who the fourth wall falls down. Yeah. Right. Poor Things just starts with Emma Stone being a baby. As someone who just raised a baby, her performance as a baby is incredibly accurate. I think it's the best baby performance I've seen all year. I'm not taking anything Just like the things where she just suddenly goes like, like, yeah. like, like reaches out and kind yes. of like pushes something. Yeah, for like, no reason. It, yeah. And she just yeah. had a baby. Yeah, it I was going like, to say. It yeah. felt like she's just yeah. like. This. It feels very well observed. Yeah. I also want to say for, for Margot as a bonus point, um, uh-huh. her one scene in Asteroid City is. Incredible. So tremendously yes. good. Same like, with Hong so Chao. Her one scene in Asteroid City is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Benedetta, uh, uh, Porcaroli, and Amanda. That movie rules. And I I'm, need to see yeah, it. I it's haven't seen so it. so fucking good. It's one of the best coming-of-age movies I've seen in a long time. Um, but feels like a real Star is Born performance. Uh, no, that was Bradley her. Cooper. Oh, I'm sorry. It feels like a real maestro performance from her. Uh, Salma Hayek, Magic Mike's Last Dance. Salma Hayek, Pino. I'm sorry. I feel like that you've been riding for that from the second it came out, right? Like, yeah, just, I mean, it came I, out like a year ago, and I was like, "Is she gonna still fucking be in my?" I don't see how she could get bumped, even she's with a year of performances good. ahead of us. She's and f- just a lot of fun, just, just a lot, lot of fun. fun. I yeah. love that movie, and I feel it's like a it's a good done. movie. It got slept on. Yeah, Alma Poisey is just kind of like the like embodiment of the magic of the tone of Fallen Leaves which is so much the Kurzmachi thing, but I feel like he's rarely had an actor funnel his energy and embody it so perfectly. My winner is fucking Lori Kalami for yeah. Full Time, which I saw last she, January. She would be on my list, except I knew you had her. Yeah. I watched the movie because you told me to watch it, and it's excellent. I saw it last January. It barely got a release here in the States. It came out like the second week of January, and I half debated putting her in my actress last year. Because I was like, well, it's so unfair because I'm not going to... A year from now, she's going to get bumped for other people. I never saw a better performance. That film is basically... My take is it's the best film the Dardens didn't make of the last 10 years. Uh, and it's just a movie of and watching... the Dardens didn't make a lot of movies Correct. in the last 10 years, so that's... High well, they praise. made a lot of movies that didn't exist. <laughs> but um, it's just a movie of a, a woman who... Uh, this is someone who is primarily a comedic actress, uh, is on Call Your Agent... Yeah. Uh, giving yeah. this incredibly subtle, similarly kind of nostril performance uh, as a woman whose sort of life is collapsing and is trying to find her way out of poverty, raising two children, living in the suburbs as there's a transportation strike, working multiple jobs, going to interviews, trying to find a way to level up. It's like an unbelievable performance with one of the best endings of the year. Mm. And it's an ending that is entirely on her face. Yes. Yeah. It's the ending you want and they they crush it. And they nail it. Yeah. They nail it. Yeah, I, I cannot recommend that film enough full time to anyone who is uh, listening to the show. You're recommending that all the time. You're full time recommending I'm it. Full time recommending it. Wait, David, I want to hear you talk about Jennifer Lawrence and No Hard Feelings because I uh, you talk about it. You well, picked her thief. <laughs> no, I'm going last. I'm always going to get Trump by any. Um, yeah, you can go first. That's fucking... No, I know that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that like sure. I I am risking uh, yeah, yeah, you know yes. any fun by going last. I just think it's sort of what Griffin said. We're not, we're, we're already taking it for granted. Yeah. yeah. We begged her to do something like this. Yeah. She did it. Yep. She was luminous and funny. Yep. Yeah. And everyone was like, yeah, fine. Can you make another rom-com though? And it's just like, what, what, what do we want from her at this right. point? I do her line deliveries make me laugh incredible. so yeah. hard in it. Yeah. I do think the next time she does this, there's going to be an overreaction. That's probably. possible, right? Sure. Probably, yeah. I'm trying to think of my favorite. There's one line reading that's so funny. 
and I'm trying to I haven't find it. Go ahead. Rewatched it, and I really would like to. Um, she also, and I mean, uh, her counterpart there, Andrew Barthelman, who's well, like first movie and whatever. It's Joe, like, Joe, we'll talk about it. We'll later. talk about it. Good. I'm glad we will because uh, he's so much fun. My my uh, runners up that I just wanted to rep for uh, the tiny little indies. Uh, Marin Ireland and Judy Reyes are both so good in a movie called Birth Rebirth. Need to see it. That I saw at Sundance. Um, Marin Ireland was just really killing it this year. But good Judy act. Reyes, who I love from Scrubs and was always my favorite on Scrubs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so great to see her get a role that is like, uh, so if, you, if you've been hoping since Scrubs for Judy Reyes to get like a really cool ro- role in a uh, horror movie with some really good acting, go find Birth Rebirth. Got a spirit nomination? She got a spirit yeah, nomination. Did, yeah. Yep. Yep. Well deserved. Who else did we have? I mean, Lily, I hope she wins. Uh, yep. that, yeah, me too. Sort of huge performance of the year for me. Yeah. Michelle, we've already talked about showing up mm-hmm. a bunch, but obviously it doesn't work without her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tiana Taylor, you guys, uh, who Griffin and anyone else should really watch that movie. It. Uh, it's it's a remarkable stuff. Yeah, from she's great. A, a person whose acting is not her primary uh, right. job, even uh, yeah. she's more of a songwriter and a dancer, and um, she's amazing. I also feel just to speak to Michelle Williams very quickly. You said this, I think, last year in our Blankies episode, but when people were dinging her in Fablemans for being over the top, yeah, and you had already seen showing up, which yeah, had yeah, yeah, yeah. done yes, the festival right, circuit right. and yeah, knocked right. him out. Right. You're like, those two movies coming out within whatever it was, four months of each other, December yeah. and March or April. March, I think it was. Um, it, it's just Maybe like, not. she has such control of her dial mm-hmm. to be yeah. able to do both oh, of those yeah. things and know what movie she's in and what's required of that part. Yes. Yes. Because you kind of can't go smaller than what she does in showing up. Was surprised Kaylee Spaney wasn't on your ballot. I feel like you're the bigger Priscilla fan than yeah, I. But I, I love look, that performance. Priscilla's She's been kind good. of left out of a lot of my categories. Yeah. And is about to make a, a showing in the final two. Uh, or, or the, yeah, the final two. But okay. um, no, she's great. I just, it, it's, it, that is a very reactive performance. And part of it is her being a little empty and unformed, which I think she does perfectly well. I think she does exceptionally well, in fact. But uh, even against other subtle micro performances, uh, I, I think it's it's actually just character playing against her. If that makes sense, that part of what I think is fascinating about that movie is the it, a bit of the void at the center, which she does very well. Yeah, I, I totally forgot to mention, of course, that our presenters here oh, are right. Idris Elba, Idris Elba, and Jack Loudon. I loved Jack Loudon. You and I both had Idris Elba, Griff, and he had Jack Loudon. We both had Idris Elba for best actor. Wow. Yeah, for 3,000 years. God, we're like cool and we have good taste. <laughs> I agree. Uh, Jack Loudon, amazing in um, uh, Slow Horses, which I'm now Slow Horses. Pilot. I've just I started Griffin watching Slow Horses. Watch it. Just very, very wow. early just, on. In he just horses. will not watch anything that Saoirse Ronan's boyfriend is in. Yes. Well, listen, I, I say it every year. You just doesn't need to he have, have little, enough? He just so, needs to dump Saoirse Ronan. Just have doesn't a little fight with Jack Loudon. Have enough. Let Jack Loudon beat you. By the way, and I, then, like, it'll be over. By the way, I, I, I go see uh, uh, Sometimes I Think About Dying. Yeah. A movie I've been waiting all year to see. My most anticipated film. Waiting a year The second I Sunday. saw it at Sundance, you were like, how is it? How is it? Yeah. And it, like, lived up to expectations. It's probably my fucking Magic Mike last dance full-time, where, like, she's cruising to a Best Actress nomination next year. Uh-huh. Daisy Ridley. Right. Uh, and I, I'm just like, how did all my friends see this a year ago at Sundance and not spoil for me, A, that there was a literal pasta dinner in that film. Wow. Where a man makes her pasta in sure. order to woo her, and it, I would say it works. It works, although it takes some 
some negotiation, uh, which I would say is almost more appealing to yeah. me that it doesn't. Yes, that yes. there are emotional complications, mm-hmm. and two that she's quietly been married, Daisy Ridley. Yes, you you mean in IRL? Yes. How the dare last she? year at Sundance, when she was doing press, she's like, "Oh yeah, my boyfriend and I quietly got married." Tom like, Beatman, who, who she I believe she Orient met Express. on the Orient Express, too, too. Wow. All right. And here's the thing: I bought a ticket that for that same ride, and I just decided to sleep in that day. I could have been on that train. That's my Mark Wahlberg. If I'd been on that train, things would have turned out a lot things different. Things would have gone a lot can we, different. Can we do best actor? Okay, Let's best actor. Yeah. Best actor. Who's presenting this one, David? Oh, okay. So our best actresses mm-hmm. of uh, last year were Lydia Tarr. Mm. Uh, Lid- I I said Lydia Tarr as Kate Blanchett as Lydia Tarr, right, right or whatever. Yeah, yeah so Lydia uh, Kate Blanchett for both of us and Rebecca Hall for Joe. Yeah, I really liked that movie. Huh? I did Blanchett it's too. Yeah, yeah, you did. I'm all surprised. Yeah, I don't know. Best actor? Should I go first? Do you want to go first, David? Yeah, so no one can snipe you. Kelly Murphy and Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. Jason Schwartzman and Oh wait, who are, who are winners for actress? Jesus. Oh, well, I said my, my winner was Margot Robbie. Robbie. The performance of Lily Gladstone. Yeah. For okay, great. Kelly Murphy for Oppenheimer. Jason Schwartzman for Asteroid City. Mm-hmm. Chris Pine for Dungeons and Dragons. Of course. Jamie Foxx for The Burial. Kenneth Branagh for A Haunting in Venice. That's, I mean, that's, wow. that is the most David that's five I have good. ever yeah. heard. I had a long text debate with a friend last night where I was like, is this flat out trolling <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to include old Kenny? And I said, like, should I instead argue for his, and this is how I put it to her, he, that he should be, his ham cannon should be etched on a mountain like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the the, the Branagh ham cannon. I love the idea of a ham cannon. First of all, for a lot of reasons, that's, I do like, too. That's yeah. basically you filling the category with five insane David picks. Well, yeah. no, I mean, Killian is uh, well, is you're, ordinary. You're just lucky that one of them happens to be a front runner this year. But in any other is, year, it is wild that we are on the precipice of Killian Murphy having an Oscar. Cruising. Like it's so amazing. I mean, I right. love it. And his greatest threat is Paul Giamatti being the ultimate mensch, which yes. none of us can protest. No, no I, I, I certainly cannot. If Giamatti wins, I, I, I will so shed happy. a tear of happiness. Yeah. You know yeah, yeah, who yeah. be as happy much if Giamatti wins? Performance. Right. Killian Murphy will be he happy if Giamatti wins. I'm sure he will He'll be. He'll be like, good for him. Oh, I, I love, love him, that man. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, He's a mate. You Wait, know, did you see... I know I keep bringing up, did you see somebody at the SAG Awards? Branagh's now gone full beard yeah, yeah, rather than the stash. Obviously, he wasn't wearing the stash in real life, but like, do we know what that's for? What's what's the... He's, he's you know, he's I'm, always shape-shifting but is there into be a another, new guy like, who yells. Olympic o- opening ceremony where like, my beard oh. is needed. And... I was hoping it's old man Perot. <laughs> oh, old uh, The fourth Poirot. one, he's got two beards. They just yes, call it old Stephen Merchant is there in like yeah. a weird, like a burned out bomb or <laughs> <Exactly>. whatever. <laughs> I have, so I put Ryan Gosling and Barbie in lead. Wow. Um, kind of fair. I mean, I mean, yeah. all over that movie. Yeah. Uh, Franz Rogowski in Passages. Mm-hmm. Jason Schwartzman in Asteroid City. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Andrew Scott in All of Us Strangers. And Koji Akusho in Perfect Days. Need to see it. Oh, I think you will like Embarrassing it. Embarrassing blind spot. I think I, think I will like love it. it. Yeah. My nominees I mean, it's for about Best Bathrooms. I mean, it is. <laughs> you're going to be interested. Yeah. <laughs> Public bathrooms. My like, nominees. Yeah. For best actor, yes, Charles Melton in May December. Right. I mean, you teased this. Yeah, I teased. Yeah. I teased a couple things coming up here. Andrew Scott, All of Us Strangers, Bradley Cooper in Maestro, Killian Murphy in Oppenheimer, 
and Andrew Barfeldman yeah. and No Hard Feelings. He fucking rules. My he other really fucking yeah. like unbelievable comedic performance of the year, the opposite of Gosling yep. in Barbie, where it's like similarly such a good handle on that character that every reaction he has is funny. Yep. But it's like barely goes above a whisper. Yeah. The hardest I think I laughed at anything all of last year in the movies was when he orders uh, a Coke yes. at the bar. Oh, and the waitress yeah. tells him they only yeah. have Pepsi. And he just turns to her and goes, do you want to go somewhere? Go somewhere? <laughs> it's one of the funniest parts. But in like a whisper, he goes, do you want to go somewhere? As if they just witnessed like yeah. violence yeah. or like. He's so good. That, that, that joke really. feels a little dangerous. <laughs> and he's just got a million of those. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, but he's yeah. like playing Macaulay Culkin in the Page Master all yes. grown up or whatever. Like some kid where you're like, how, do you even know how to like make toast or like he, put he your just, shoes like, on? He never once sells out the integrity of the nope. character. That's nope. the thing. He never throws even him under the bus it's for a comedic, joke. Nope. Yeah. Yes. And obviously it's exaggerated in a fun way or yeah. whatever. Like yeah. it is not. But I would say it's not. I'd say it's exaggerated on the script level. And he finds a way to make every decision not feel exaggerated. Yeah. I, he's I just agree. like, this is a real guy. I mean, that. The fucking Coke Pepsi thing goes straight into him explaining his wet dream about Harley Quinn. <laughs> right. Which is another thing that would feel so silly, sells so well. Not to mention his fucking Oscar clip of him performing Manny. I know. I know. It's amazing. That is like one of the most heartrending moments. Well, Where, where's his nom? It's one of those things it's where it's right here on my well, here fucking list. Here the character is. has to have, like, to now see him with different eyes, and then so do we at the same time. And like, that's. Yeah. It's all gotta work. And I know this guy's a fucking, you know, Jimmy Award. Yeah. He's an Evan Hansen, right? He's I'm like, this Evan guy Hansen. can sing. Yeah. But he gets behind the piano and you're like, is it gonna fuck with this movie that he performs it too well? Right. That this scene should be the joke of he's recontextualizing the song and maybe it's 5% funny. Right. And instead, the better he sings it, the funnier it gets and the more heartbreaking at the same time. Yeah. And it's the whole thing about that movie that's fascinating is like, oh, no, the real comedic conflict of this film, I think, aside from what they sold it as, which was hard to sell to people of, like, is this some creepy grooming movie right. that the internet got uncomfortable about? Oh, God, I forgot about internet that, Griffin. uncomfortable about? Dumb, right? So dumb. But you're like, no, that's the moment where the movie reveals itself. Not as a twist, but as, like, this is the real comedic conceit is this woman realizes she's fucked up. That she thinks if I play, yeah. like, a fucking Kelly LeBrock, right. weird, science weird science version yeah. of an 80s sex comedy woman, yeah, He'll just go gazunga, gazunga, <laughs> and come in his pants and movie over. Right. And right, the one right, thing she right. hadn't considered is like he he falls in love with her. Right. Oh, he might be a person. He might right. be like he's a person. He has yeah. now caught feelings, and she now doesn't know how to handle it. Yeah. 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 Great movie, in my opinion. Also, it's all about how like fucking uh, you know gentrification ruined Montauk. Like I just like that yeah. there's a lot going on in there that is. like fairly short, yeah. like punchy little movie. Let's yeah. say it though. It is another movie that like I would say almost catastrophically botches the last ten minutes. Yeah, I, it's less catastrophic for me. But I think certainly I'm with David there, the, yeah, the stuff I like is certainly more yeah. front loaded in that movie. Yeah, I I just I think like. That movie, if it could figure out how to fix... It doesn't like, quite know how to... Yeah, look. It doesn't know how to end it. I'd say there's like, three story yeah. decisions it botches in the last 10 minutes where if it got those right, I'd yeah. be like, that's maybe an 8 out of 10. It doesn't know how to end without putting the two of them together, which you obviously can't do. Yeah. So it's like, how do we... But like, wait a second. Like, what? There is no template for this. Like, how do we just sort of like get out of this, you know, 
Gordian. Not, also, not to non-spoiler the movie, but I sit there going like, oh, my God, who's going to be the incredible surprise actor who shows up for one incredible scene at the end of the movie as her father? Oh, right. And the fact that the movie just shrugs it off and goes like, never mind, she doesn't care about that. Peter Gallagher. I mean, could, could be. Love that, man. Could be. Uh, Kelly Murphy and Oppenheimer is just kind of undeniable, right? I mean, yes. we've oh, devoted yeah. entire like, episodes to it. He should be on my list, but it's one of the, uh, he was, you know, I again, oh, lopped oh, off the Oscar yeah. yeah. Who else we got? Let's, let's keep him moving. Bradley and Maestro. He's raining it in. He's raining. I'm raining it in. That's his Oscar clip for me. That better be his Oscar clip. Wait, did we all have Schwartzman or did, uh, no, I, I didn't put him in. You didn't have Schwartzman. I didn't put him in. He's my winner. Wow. So, so, that's my, so it's an incredibly moving performance. And, and I just, and the year plus that he is having to just yeah. shout out to Jason Schwartzman. I think Killian's. Yeah, that's fine. Killian's amazing in Oppenheimer. There's, there's part of me debating to go Bradley. Yeah, go for Bradley. Yelled at. No, no. Uh, Andrew, Andrew Scott, all of us strangers. Andrew Scott, all of us strangers. I mean, an actor who I have loved for a very long time. My least fun thing about me is that I get really annoyed when people are like, hot priest. And I'm like, listen, yes. yeah. there are other roles. The man um, contains multitudes. I uh, He was in a, a movie called Pride a few years ago mm -hmm. that he's... Um, I love that movie. Oh my God, is that not a great movie, David? It's great so movie. good. Um, and again, you know, out gay actor, mm -hmm. which, and, and just like really bringing just a ton of... Uh, sadness and and experience and and all sorts of stuff into that role. I think he's great. Um, Rogowski is so good playing a character I cannot stand in yeah. a way that like I think I'm I'm not supposed to like this character, but just like oh boy, the sight of this guy. Um, there's a, there's a part to him that's almost like Emma Stone and poor things where he genuinely seems like I don't understand why people are reacting to me strangely. <laughs> a little bit, yes. Just zero awareness of how he is like breaking all rules of there's society. There's a scene where he uh, it meets Adele Exarchopoulos's parents. Yeah, that is. Unreal, yeah. absolutely unreal. Um, and also that chillest is, scene of the year. Yeah. That's also most chill guy behavior that goes hand in hand with the costumer. Like the costumer should almost like get like an assist for the performance because there are so many. By uh, Chris File always talks about the crop top, which like yes, the crop top. Mm -hmm. He also wears this kind of like macrame green sort of yarn shirt that barely exists. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's so good. Um, and yeah, I think Gosling, uh, I don't have a problem with him in supporting, but like, I do think that's a two, uh, a two lead thing. And every, there was a clip the other day that I had forgotten about the thing with, fuck, I'm not going to remember, but it's just like 8 billion little like moments in that movie mm -hmm. where um, he's just reacting to the to the world, to this, like, weird new little power trip that he's on or whatever. Yeah. The choreography in the I'm Just Ken Dream Ballet part where it's so simplistic, yes. but he sells it so perfectly yeah. is... There are two moments I go back to a lot in that performance. One of them is when he's jealously watching Barbie dance with Simulu Ken, yeah. And yeah. then he throws down his golden scene. champagne flute yes. and starts trying to outdance him. But he yes. does it with like the pouty, yep. <laughs> passive aggressiveness oh. of a toddler being Mirth like, Mirth I can't believe you're making me Mirthless do this. dancing is the funniest thing. It's, it's kind so of good. a combo of his nice guy's performance yes. and his crazy stupid love performance. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like those energies with some extra stuff. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 
I mean, his nice I guy's performance there's a lot remains of Gene Wilder like in there too. We talked about this in the Wonka, so Wonka Man episode, but we like yeah. his love of Gene Wilder. It's, yeah, it's very and I do think there. there's a lot yeah. of like that's Gene Wilder as a dumb hunk. Sure. There's the same sure. sort of like he has a lot of the like I need my blankie kind of breakdowns in that sure. movie. Yeah, and then the final scene where where he keeps on being like, and the resolution is we end up together, and she has to keep letting yeah, him down right, right. over and over again, and every right. time he's just like, I cannot figure this out. Uh, look, I mean, we did a do si with uh, Melton and we Gosling. Did. We did a little swaparoo. Tweener yeah. performances. I liked that. Uh, Koji Yakusho is my winner for Perfect Days. Um, a movie that I saw at TIFF mm. very, very, very late. I was standing in line, and I had to do that thing where you have to make the decision of, do I get a cold brew at 10 o'clock at night mm -hmm. and maybe, like, fuck up the rest of my week because I'm going to throw off my, like, when I'm supposed that's to be awake sure. Nothing about this movie will make me think about pooping while I'm sitting well, there. What's the, the harm in downing a coffee That's quickly? the other thing is, like, do I then take the cold brew and risk having to, like, bolt from the theater at some yeah. point because I did... Uh, but anyway, it all worked out. Everything was fine. Mm -hmm. And I saw this movie that I was really, like, all I'd heard about was, like, oh, it's very quiet. It's very lovely. It's very good. I'm like, I'm going to fall asleep in this movie. Even if it's good, I'm going to fall asleep. Yeah. And I sure didn't. It was, it's so lovely. This performance is so, um, you're just sort of right in it with him. It's not condescending. I know, like, I've I've seen people sort of not love this movie and find it to be condescending, and I just don't understand it because I think that performance really keeps it on the right side of things. It's one of those movies that builds up to this, like, really, really great last shot, and that's all him, and um, I'm not familiar with actually his like tremendous career, like giant movie star in Japan career, but um, uh, it makes sense to me after watching this movie. Uh, I, I greatly look forward to seeing it. Did um, you see it, David? No, nope. I mean to see it. D d any of your nominees you want to shout out, David, who you, we haven't talked about? Piney. 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 Just doing his movie star shit. Yeah. And as a character whose entire job is to put a little bit of movie spall, movie star spit on yes. something that doesn't totally like hang together without it. Yeah. Like that's what a bard does. That's what he's doing. Yeah. Like a guy where the whole time, if you sat him down, he'd be like, wait, what is it that you're good at? Like yes. everyone else has a job here and we don't even really know what you do. And he's just kind of like, I just kind of like make everything work. Like to match pine to that. Yeah. Perfect. Jonathan, no. Jonathan is the, no, uh, the bird. Man. I know. I just wanted to say Jonathan because I, it's very it, funny. It's the most fun thing to say. She's actually, like, they say it like fucking reading. Margaret uh, Dumont from, you know. The ladies' line reading of it. You know, the from uh, the Marx Brothers. Jonathan! <laughs> Jonathan! It's yeah. so good. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Foxx in The Burial. That's what I loved about that oh, movie. Just, just like old school. Hot you know. shot showboat, like yeah. in the best possible way. You you wish that, I mean, it's not a, obviously, it's not a Grisham thing, but like you almost wish that there were um, like Grish, uh, more like twenty Grisham light movies that he could. I mean, that know, movie do, just like went up on Amazon when we were prepping to do the big picture legal draft episode. Yes. Where yeah, I was watching right. like four lawyer movies. Thank you, guys you. Were great. but I went crazy like cramming for things like that. Yeah. And it was just wild watching them being like, man, we just have like five of these a year. Exactly. And they starred the best actors in Hollywood and like top craftspeople and were given reasonable budgets. And then Burial is like, at that same time, Burial comes out straight on streaming. Yeah. King Mutiny Court Martial on Showtime. Yeah. yeah. And Anatomy of the Fall is like French art house movie. We had so many of them that like, God rest his soul, Roger Ebert called Susan Sarandon and the Client the worst Oscar nomination on the entire ballot of 94. And I'm like, Roger, you didn't know what the you future didn't know. held. This was a golden age. Thing, Burial, you didn't you know. watch that and you're like, five of these a year, please. Yes. Five. Yeah. Even if they have to be on streaming, give me five. Yeah. 
I understand that Kenneth Branagh is a little over the top as Hercule Poirot <laughs> in his films. Uh-huh. He is the engine of those movies. Like, especially yeah, sure. by Haunting in Venice. And in Haunting in Venice where he's like playing like, I don't even want to do it anymore. Yeah. And I'm like, you love it, you little sick freak. Like, like <laughs> that's the arc. Is he going to do more of them? I have to imagine at a certain point he will be stopped. <laughs> right? Like, just keep him on Hulu. I think he'd just do one more. Yeah. Come on, just yeah. do one more. Um, there are other cities. Joaquin, just find another city. Joaquin was kind of my last cut, but for Bo is a frame, yeah. but I honestly loved him list. in both Napoleon and Bo, and I am not always there for Joaquin. No, you know, so I'm really not either. Have yeah. accused him of being Ham Sandwich. So I was really happy to love Or in the case of work. Napoleon, a croc monsieur. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he is in Napoleon, and it rocks. Yep. Uh, the Blankies for their lead performance, I'll give you from 10 Please. to 1. Jason Schwartzman, mm. Zach Efron, The Iron Claw, another late cut for me. Yeah. Margot Robbie, mm-hmm. Natalie Portman, mm-hmm. Greta Lee, mm-hmm. Sandra Huller, mm-hmm. obviously great performance. Well, none of us called her out. Yeah. I know. Uh, Paul Giamatti, Emma Stone, mm-hmm. Lily Gladstone, mm-hmm. and they gave Killian number one. Yeah. Shout out to Jeffrey Wright, too, who I didn't mention, but, like, so glad he's an Oscar nominee Best now. I'm Stemless so glad wine glass he's... work of the year. I also loved him in Astrid City. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. He's, a, that, he's, a, he's got a good Wes Anderson deadpan. He really does. That's the other thing. That actually, I, I know I've cited two other performances that, that gave cut. me the giggles. Oh, sure. Yeah. He's really funny. His monologue in Asteroid City is is the most Griffin bit of all time <laughs> and just delivered with full sort of faux Jeffrey Wright gravitas yeah. of like, let me give the speech. The speech starts with me as a child looking at the stars <laughs> and him like acting out the whole thing. Yeah. Does he, is it Asteroid City where he's like also like, you know, like the president's like, you know, he's furious. Like yes. he has some <laughs> line like that that makes me laugh. Yes. Should we do Putters and Murmurs? Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Wright is is to me the Putters and Murmurs MVP. In American fiction, but no, I want to hear. I haven't thought about that category too hard. Okay, so I, I want to hear. Considering that, okay. but that's a good because you were thing. saying another guy who's been kind of puttering and murmuring for a while. And we've never given the tip of the hat. Yeah, and last year there was that kind of thing with um, uh, why my uh, Mark Rylance. Oh right, right. yes, and we were Lifetime coming at from different angles, but it was like, is this the year murmurs. we finally give him the overdue putters and murmurs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know. Adam Driver and Ferrari, obviously he yells, he accents, but he does putter and murmur. There is a big one for me, and I think it's a real putters and murmurs performance from a putters and murmurs guy who had a couple of them this year. So who's I, your pick? So I, I, you know I like to paint around the edges first, right? Of course. So um, considered Helen Mirren and Golda, I had to watch Golda because I had to watch all the nominees. Right, I didn't watch that movie because it seemed boring oh, and I didn't want to. Oh, yeah. you did not have to. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my Smokers and Weezers. That is a movie about <laughs> cigarettes. Much better call. She yeah. that woman smokes. There's a scene in it. The only scene I really, really enjoyed in it. Mm. Um, uh, there's a scene in where she lights up a cigarette as she's about to go in and get a cat scan. That is just God. You're making gold of sound it's the, it's, that's There's the no way that, that movie's good. But like, there's 18 close-ups of her tar-stained fingers. Sure. Um, uh, so whatever. But like, it's more smokers and weezers than mm-hmm. anything else. The putters and wait a second award goes to Tommy Lee Jones in the burial where okay. he's putters and murmurs. Yeah. And then you get the it feels good moment at the in the uh, whatever negotiation. And I'm like, well, you're no longer puttering nor murmuring. You're singing Tommy. I was Tommy, gonna Tommy. say it's a little for me not to like uh, split hairs here. Split this. If we're not going to split hairs for putters and murmurs, where are we going to split hairs? For me, that's a little more growling and scowling. See, this is what this Griffin. <laughs> you I do need be this interaction. I need this interaction. <laughs> 
Um, not that Tommy don't be usually growling. Of course, but I'm just like I think that's kind of the juice of that performance. Yeah, yeah. no, it's that's that's correct. Okay. The Floaters and Drifters Award goes to the Snoopy Balloon in Maestro, <laughs> of course. Um, great floating sure. work there. Yeah, um, tremendous. Uh huh. So I had a putters but not murmurs, okay. which is Tom Conti and Oppenheimer. Yeah, I think yeah. that's fair. There's a I lot mean, of puttering he's... down by the water, but he's like, he's, he's like, he's, he's in a regular he tone of voice. He's in a regular right. tone of yeah. voice. He flirts with murmuring. He does. Yeah. But like, I mean, to Downey Jr., they were murmuring, he couldn't hear him. That's true. Dude over it. But, uh, to ask Lewis Objective Stress, versus subjective. Says, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> murmurs but not putters uh -huh. is the voice in Skinnamarink. Which is just oh sure. I don't know whether it's puttering or not because I can't see it, but it's certainly murmuring. I don't want that thing Come coming upstairs. to any awards we hold. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah, tell yeah, you that. Yeah. Much. Not invited. Yeah. No, uh, the one I ended up with is actually a nomination. You've already said it's Magaro and showing up. Um, oh, great call. Which I think he's he's definitely, definitely puttering it's, and murmuring it's all sorts around that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, yeah there's yeah. a bit of a. I mean, there's an asterisk next to it. Of does this count? Is is the hole he's digging creating? Right. I, is it aiding? Is it sort of like performance enhancing drugs? <laughs> if you're in your own self dug hole, does everything sound more like a murmur? That's Wait. a fair point. That's a fair point. My winner. I want to hear yours. I have a couple more ideas. Shay but... Wiggum in Eileen. Oh sure. sure, and a guy who's been puttering and murmuring around the yes, fucking outskirts. But he'll he'll bark like Mission Impossible. He'll he's barking. Yeah, he <laughs> right. but he's also yeah. got some putters and murmurs. Yeah, considering yeah, yeah, yeah. that he's kind of filling the Baldwin Bassett role from those movies. And yeah. as much as Baldwin's a whisper, he's an enunciator. He is an and Wiggum's in the. He's an an here's another thing. I tend to think of Wiggum in that tell movie. Fucking something bad he's not. My mental image of him in that movie is seated in a chair, so I didn't think of the puttering. But you're right. He's, he wanders in the middle of the street with does. a loaded gun, and he he's sure fucking does. puttering and murmuring he sure some does. shit. He yeah. sure does. That's a good pick. Some other. All right, all right. Tobin Bell and Saw X. That is. Uh, it, they made a movie star performance out of puttering and murmuring. <laughs> uh, -huh. uh, that's an obvious Lex one. That has a great bit about. Go on. <laughs> that this year at the Oscars, they should just announce that Tobin Well has won Best Actor for <laughs> Saw X. Quitting Twitter means that, like, it's like, there's nowhere else for me to get Lex G. Like right. that, I no. mean, I know he has the podcast he occasionally will do, yeah, but like no, that has completely cut the off number my reason yeah, I right. haven't quit Twitter. Right. But it's like when Harold Zoid wins in the episode of Futurama where they rigged the ballot to give it to him and everyone's like, you know what? This is good. Tobin Bell's been fucking keeping Jigsaw alive for I mean, 20 years. Give him best actor. Wait, there was another obvious one. And puttering, now, murmuring. Uh, another obvious putterer or murmurer. I mean, like old Bradley Cooper and Maestro. I feel like, did you text yeah. this to me? Yeah. At some point, because you'll text me putters and murmurs contenders yeah, throughout yeah, the year. Throughout the year, old Maybe. Lenny has some puttering and murmuring, but I don't think it's the backbone of the performance. I mean, Sally Hawkins in the Halas King, which nobody saw, that's yeah. an entirely putters and murmurs performance. Oh, um, Peter Sarsgaard in Memory. Oh, I didn't uh, see it. One of the great catch-up yeah. entertainment projects, um, <laughs> which is which is not a bad movie. It's a really well-acted movie. Griffin just loves it when I bring up catch-up entertainment. Catch-up entertainment <laughs> is the secret MVP of the yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he, that's, a, it's actually, it's a, to me, a very good performance, but it's very murmured, and sure. he's puttering all right. Sure, 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 sure. Um, yeah, I guess those are the big ones, right? Uh, is there anything else we need to shout out? It just in general doesn't have to be Paul Giamatti's fake eye and holdovers is uh the uh, askew and and akimbo the, the, for, I don't know the lens tech operator which is the proper title yeah. on that film okay. is a man named Zach Rips okay. who worked on the tech okay. who is incredible 
I've heard that Zach rips. He does. Okay. And, so and the name doesn't lie. Yeah. Uh, but he did Giamatti's uh, lens for the holdovers. Uh, I was one of the only main cast members on the tick who didn't have lenses. Okay. Almost everyone on that show had, had weird cool eyes. Cool eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. like, yeah. Overkill's got robot eyes. Right. Uh, okay. Jackie Earl Haley had evil eyes. Miss Lane had the yeah, one yeah, glass she had on. The one glass right. Peter right. had bright blue contacts in. Um, the guy is so good at his job, and it's one of those things where you're like, your whole career is just putting lenses that, in. I love that that's And then you watch job. him work, yeah. and you're like, I get it. You're you know artist. this shit so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and Giamatti's been, like, singing his praises, which I love every time anyone calls out the eye. He names Man, him. Man's a mensch. That's like, what was Man's that old game show, like, To Tell the Truth or whatever? No, yeah. was it whatever one. Whatever yes. one it's like somebody had a really, like... It's it's the Catch Me If You Can game show. A really interesting, specific job that, that right. people had to no, cast. That would have been a great is, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. I, I'm giving Zach Ripp's best lens tech of the year. Okay. Um, I, I Let me call out another uh, undersung. Uh, this text I just got from Jordan Hoffman that I find inscrutable. Classic. I love it. A text from him that's inscrutable. I love Della Reese's concert album from Minsk. Della Reese live in Belarus. Now, do we get that? What is the joke? Or is he just sharing <laughs> no, an opinion no, uh, with me? He's definitely just sharing that. Is that a real you. album? <laughs> is he not making the thing that Delarice from Belarus is like a silly That's what little... It is. He's doing a Delarice Belarus joke. He is. It's like, doesn't Delarice sound like Belarus? That's sort of that, a Jordan That thing. is, right? But like, yeah. have you guys ever discussed Delarice? No. Have you ever been touched by an angel? No. That's her, right? I'm really... Can you tell Jordan I'm disappointed that he didn't text me after the Barber Lifetime Achievement thing at SAG because they included a clip from Nuts and he's my guy who's supposed to text me about Nuts. Yeah. Did you see that... Uh, I think it was in Puck or one of the newsletters that she had a guy next to her in the audience shining a flashlight and anyone who tried to take a picture of her because like to disrupt any pictures of her that she does not sanction. Uh-huh. Just classic Barbara. Rules. Best director. My best director nominees are Aki Kurosaki for Fallen Leaves. Yep. Bradley Cooper for Maestro. Hey. A movie I hope time will be kinder to. It will be. It's a good movie. Uh, here's all I'll say about that. When people complain about, like, I'm fucking, it's so, he so badly wants to win an Oscar, drives me crazy. If you want to win an Oscar, that's not the movie you make. If your only goal is to just cakewalk to an Oscar, I completely agree. If he made if the he conventional had, biopic, if he had made the people, the movie the people are accusing him of making, he might have won an Oscar. He would have won one of the categories at least. I also, know. I don't mind when people really want to win an Oscar. I, I well, I also don't mind that. I don't mind either. that. But but I, I it's don't, the most relatable you thing about Bradley Cooper to me. That is not a pandering like, movie. That is a movie of, and everything that people find annoying about his Oscar campaign is everything I find interesting about him as an artist. Right. It's not right. That's it's his it's, persona is bizarre and inscrutable. And there's going to be weird, that way whether he's campaigning for an Oscar or not. He's a weird guy. Yeah. I also think there's something about the fact that his like mainstream ascension happened in a very broy vein. Yes. Right? That Listen. he was, like, doing the Hangover movies and American Sniper and the David O. Russell comedies where he was playing these really macho, coked-up guys and whatever. Dr. F. Slur is going to be a big boulder for me to get around, and I'm, like, probably unfair, but and that's Star is where Born we're is at. him making, like, an old-fashioned, weepy picture, but in it he was playing this fucking cool, hot, huh, drunk guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Maestro is him kind of, like, opening up to some stuff Listen. that maybe... Bradley's got some conversations to have. And there are conversations you know. to be had. Sophia Coppola and Priscilla. Yeah. Matt Johnson, Blackberry. I said Sophia Coppola in Priscilla, but she is all over that movie. She sure is. She sure is. Christopher Nolan Oppenheimer. Those are my director nominations. Joe. Mine are uh, Mr. Wes Anderson in Asteroid City, 
Greta Gerwig for Barbie, Todd Haynes for May, December, Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer, and Vim Vendors for Perfect Days. I've got uh, Nolan, Scorsese, Miyazaki, Wes Anderson, and Aki Karzmaki. A gentleman's five. Uh, the blankies went for Nolan, Scorsese, Anderson, Lanthimos, and Gerwig. Uh, Scorsese was my final cut. I will say I also strongly considered putting Christopher McQuarrie on there. And I wonder if it's an unfair bump from just like me listening to his 18 hours of the... For, for whatever, I think there are story problems that movie cannot get past that mostly have to do with the split and half nature of it. Sure. I like that. Um, it's fun. I love that movie. I just like Fallout better. Same. So I'm not giving you director. But I'm like raw feat of just directing. Even if it's not as good as his last two Mission Impossible movies, it is astounding the way he makes those films. And I think it has several of the best constructed sequences I saw. Did, did you guys say your actor winners? I'm just I'm just making sure. My winner was Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer. Mine was Koji Akusha. Yours was yeah, we did, we did. I'm just, I'm just making sure. Just People get sure. angry when we don't say the winner. My director winner. When we is spoil Nolan. movies or when we do the thing where we say the name of the person and then we mumble the movie they're in. Mm. Jason Schwartzman. <laughs> uh, my winner is Nolan. Yes, that was mine. My winner is Nolan. Yeah. I just, it's a hey. little undeniable. <laughs> Here are the blankies from 1 to 10. Right. Or should you want me to do 10 to 1? Do That's my one. only question. Do 10 to 1. I think 10 to 1. 10, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. 9, Anatomy of a Fall. 8, The Holdovers. 7, Poor Things. 6, Past Lives. 5, Asteroid City. 4, Boy and the Heron. 3, May, December. 2, Flower Moon. 1, Oppenheimer. I'll do my 10. All right. 10, 1001. 9, Dungeons & Dragons. 8, Bo is Afraid. 7, The Zone of Interest. 6, Showing Up. 5, Fallen Leaves. Four Asteroid City, three The Boy and the Heron, two Killers of the Flower Moon, one Oppenheimer. And I will say that top five has pretty much been set for me the whole time. The bottom five has been very fluid for me all year. Mm -hmm. Go on, Joe. Mine, starting with number 10, is Bo is Afraid, nine Barbie, eight The Holdovers, seven Anatomy of a Fall, six All of Us Strangers, five Asteroid City, four Perfect Days, Three, Killers of the Flower Moon. Two, May, December. And my number one film of the year is Oppenheimer. Number 10, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning. Number nine, showing up. Number eight, Asteroid City. Number seven, Full Time. Six, Killers of the Flower Moon. Five, Priscilla. Four, Maestro. Three, Fallen Leaves. Two, Blackberry. One, Oppenheimer. Oh, uh, I we're all say, in agreement. Uh, Jay Baruchel was a last-second bomb for me in Best Baruchel is very good in that movie. I like He's very good. He is tremendously good. Yeah. Uh, it is one of the best uh, sort of subtle, moral, rot performances I've yeah. seen in a while without... Agreed. ...tiptoeing into all-out villain. I think it is also definitively the most Canadian performance ever. <laughs> in a way that... I, yes. I mean, yes. Like, yes. I just... I think they should maybe put him on their flag. <laughs> and I know they have a great flag. Yes. Uh, no, but he's he's yeah. so unreal good in it. And the scene where he fucking leaves the phone in the car and then interrupts the meeting. Yes. And just suddenly for the first time gets it, like gets how to actually sell the product yeah. is so exciting. That. Like the Canadian coat of arms is pretty boring. I think Baruchel can sneak on But there. Blackberry also, similar. I'm like, is this like one of the five greatest Canadian movies of all time? And 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 like most Canadian, it was you got your Cronenbergs, you know, and then it had a centerpiece scene about the NHL, yeah, about the Hamilton Hamilton hockey, yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking adore that movie. It's like the movie. It might be the film of 2023 I watch the most for the rest of my life. I'm from Waterloo, where the vampires hang out. Yes, yes. Um, okay, 
We, we have nothing it. else wanted, to say. Yeah, my number ten, I should also say, was like at until the last minute was a three way mishmash of Bo is afraid, the Iron Claw, and past lives. And yeah, Bo is afraid, just sort of all don't Excellent invite me to that three. <laughs> seriously though, Jesus. Yeah, seriously. I mean, one, one of them kills people with his cum. The other one is so like so roided up. He can probably. Did, did, we all, did we all acknowledge uh, biggest balls? Bo is afraid. <laughs> well, I wish we should. In multiple most, ways, most deadly semen, ballsiest uh, movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that I the way to say movie. it? Ballsiest. Movie. I just love that. Movie. I do too. Was that a movie that like I still can't, don't have a grasp on? Like whether did people like Bo is afraid? Well, or... it certainly underperformed at the box well, office by the standards of Ari Aster's previous films. It overperformed the box office for a three-hour movie about a guy who needs to nut. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know that Bo is Afraid really <laughs> right. yeah. was ever going to be a wildly right. commercial film. Right. I but do think just among, like, the, I the think it's underwhelmed, kind of run but has already, yeah. you know, grown yeah. quite a, a cult. People yeah. were angry about it when it came out. And yeah. angry about, like, people I wouldn't expect to be angry about. Sure. It. Sure. It's a movie that really stresses you out for a very long Which time. Which I love. You know what I mean? And so that's I'm a particular it's a particular kind of a And then at the end, Mr. Waternoose is there. Yeah. I just think Wild. You really didn't like expect it. A genuine blank check, the kind we don't often get anymore. Absolutely. The argument for why A24 is good. I right? Agree. I'm like, it's the most definitive. Like, yeah. look, they fucking let him truly do whatever he wanted with a bigger budget than his last two People movies. People are weird about Put A24 in, in both directions, I, I would agree. say. In a way that, like, and I and I much would rather vibe with people who are, like, psyched about something yeah. than are, like, but people were, like, A24, a bunch of, like, merchandise hawking posers or whatever. I'm like, they give us, they give me so many movies that I like. Also, not to talk so, about so school, many. and I know you were, like, I'm sure hearing more of this, David, but, like, the people I talked to who worked at A24 were, like, we knew everyone was going to hate this movie and we're behind it 100%. Yeah, they were hyped to release So it. often when studios have a movie like that that's like a right. weird blank they're check, they're just like, like, you don't yeah, fucking no, get it, but obviously we're trying it. to maintain our relationship with this guy. Right, right. Right, they're just sort of like, we gave him a flyer. Right. And A24 was like proud of that movie and was also like, we're realistic. Can we give We that, know this is not going to be a can hit. Can we give that kid the award for I can't believe it's not AI? I can't believe it's not AI. I can't I'm believe still it's not AI. 50-50. I, yeah. <laughs> Well, I think it's the moment of truth. Uh, the moment we've all been waiting for. See, we every year make the calculation that Soderbergh tried one year and it blew up in his face. What if Best Picture isn't the last right, thing you give right, out? Right. What if there's something that actually, even if it seems smaller, is going to get the biggest response? Right. But year after year, it has not failed us. Well, I have kind of a surprise. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <clears throat> I'm going to have to stand up oh, for wow. this. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Then, of course, don't make his... another, Don't break another microphone arm. I already, <laughs> I already broke one. Yeah, I'm going to try and not do that. <laughs> ben um, is wearing his uh, I'm a dog shirt. Or you yes. are a dog? So I have prepared for us on this year's Blankies okay. a, a song okay. Okay. <gasps> entitled I'm Just Ben. And I'm going to give it my best. Okay. Mm-hmm. You better not put more work into this than I did for my opening song. <laughs> Pretty sure he did. I saw him counting up. Doesn't seem to matter what I do. I'm always with these two. The third wheel of the two friends. Oh, why? I have hot takes I want to explain. They're driving me insane. I have not been so polite And I'll show you all tonight Cause I'm just Ben 
any part else I'd be attend Is it my destiny to live and die a life of dank scumbummery? I'm just Ben, I like bones but can't transcend What will it take for them to see the man behind the mic and respect me? changing sheets of paper over to part two moving things around okay i'm just ben and my cred i must amend i'm up on fashion see live music and go to new arts galleries i'm just ben i'm hot as hell and dressed on trend what will it take for you to see there's life beyond the screen film to d I'm just Ben And I'm enough And I'm great at other stuff So hey, check me out Yeah, I'm just Ben My name's Ben And so am I All my nicknames are alive So hey, well, check me out Yeah, I'm just Ben Baby, I'm Voice of an angel. Hard to do that. Hard to just stand and sing to three people in a podcast studio. Is it fair to say your fiance has been sort of the Bruce Valanche behind this bit for the last six months telling you you need to do this? She encouraged me and then basically wrote most of the lyrics. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I don't think I could do this. And she's like, yes, you can. You're going to do this. You're Valanche. And that's that's Thank the you, truest Noah. form of love. <sighs> wow. Yeah. So you know what? I think it's okay. And and post will clean that sucker yeah. up. Oh, yeah. dirty it up. Yeah. If anything. <laughs> All right. That was beautiful. Well, that was incredible, Ben. I, you know, yeah. Thank and by you. the way, thank you're thank so you. much more than Ben and my ex. That's true. I appreciate your meat love. But you are also just Ben. You're a fart detective. You're I am friend. just Ben, though. And that's kind of what that. That's kind of what that was about. Yeah. Right. Like Benny. Um. Soaking wet, Benny. Way oh, hot, Benny. Okay. Wishful Ben. Yeah. The Kamish. Mm. The Futzer. Wishful Ben. That was... <laughs> Futzer's. Who was, was that an Io? I think that was Io. I'm that gonna, was Io. I'm that gonna... was now the most successful actor in the world, Io Adebri. <laughs> Gave, Gave that. you that nickname? Yeah. Yeah. That feels good. Okay. Well, it's, of course, that time of the blankies where I get to do my original categories. Wait, you're you're doing both? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, I thought if that you was had in just dropped the mic, we would have We would have been thrilled. Holy shit. All right. We have, of course, to begin... Of course. The Weddies, the Golden Mop. Of course. It's the slickest fix, flicks of the year. Uh-huh. It's the movies that soak through what splished, <laughs> what splashed, moist. Sure. We're so lucky. We are. Number one... This movie puts new meaning to slick flick. Okay. Killers of the Flower Moon is covered in damn crude. This is true. That's true. Water and oil don't mix, you say. I say wet is wet. And my friends, this film be geysering. I mean, it literally begins with people bathing in oil, this dancing. Yeah. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. Next is another entry that operates in a different medium besides H2O. Okay. Wide chocolate, of course. <laughs> uh-huh. Wonka is a sweet treat and totally covered in chocolate. And can't forget Scrub Scrub. Can't scrub, forget scrub. scrub Scrub. Very good point. Great point. Number three, uh, it's kind of a more traditional mm. pick, Nyad, 
Um, I, we gotta shout gotta, it out, even though that water is fake. This lady looks be swimming. She be swimming. Her water Period. is fake, but her love is real. <laughs> okay, now that's great. Five county points, Joe. Sorry to be crass. Took me a second, uh, yeah. but I need to give respect. You know, not often does semen get to be so prominently yeah. featured. Uh-huh. Uh, Saltburn just really goes for it. Cummy bath water, it's true. Slurp, we do. Slurp. Yeah, exactly. Slurp, slurp, yep. slurp, slurp. Uh, and finally, I'm sorry to say it's everyone's favorite and completely successful real world analog elemental. Fire and water don't mix, you say? This movie says actually, and then just kind of trails off. If there's somewhere <laughs> that movie belongs, it is the Golden Mops. That's, yeah. Yeah. Is Aquaman being snubbed? What? Uh, a bigger a good point. surprise than wow. the fucking Gerwig Robbie snubs at the Oscars? <laughs> I, I just, I, I had more fun with saying these. I know. No, look, it's, well, and the Academy can I, make the I, same I, argument. Is him, is him nominating Elemental part of the water supremacy agenda <laughs> that's dominated for it generations? Is. It is. Keeping the fire people down. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to say it. It is. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Aquaman. I've long said the mainstream media is run by water. Well, yeah. Aquaman, the quietest 123 million domestic that's I, ever I, I happened. I said it to Griffin. It made Warner Brothers' desired amount of money. Yeah. <laughs> enough to make a profit, not enough to demand. We were saying, yep. if yep. it made 10 million more <laughs> yeah, or less, like, Fuck! they're pulling their hair up. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. Uh, Ruby Gilman, you need to add to the watch list, though. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say, yeah. that's going to be one where in five years, you're like, I should have given it a mop and I just wasn't up on it in time. All right, what else you got, Benny? Well, okay, so I, I usually go through films that should be remade with and then pick these kind of different elements to really like food yeah food puppets i, puppets. Mean, I, so I just though, decided <laughs> yeah. to drop the category at least just for this year because okay. there's so many remakes mm. it's like enough already we don't need more sure right. okay you know so i don't even want to encourage that kind of behavior right, right. so you're not okay. going to say like bo is afraid with melons or whatever yeah, yeah right yeah. right yeah. you would, I, you would. It, it, there's another world i was yeah. too busy this morning composing lyrics with my fiance of course Oop. uh <laughs> Oop. oh um, okay, so but on to the next. Um, the no, next. thank you. Uh, no, thank you. Number one is flaming hot, mm. more like flaming, not worth spending this short time on earth engaging with this story. <laughs> Can't say I saw that one. I uh, guess you had I to. Did. No, it's an I Oscar did. nominee. It's an Oscar nominee. How is it? You know, it's not much of, yeah, it's sure. a movie. Did they did they run that in adapted or original screenplay? <laughs> based on, on a, a series of lies, based, based on, on a, a fake based Cheeto, on a, a Cheeto bag, based on we, some shit yeah. some guy said. <laughs> yeah. All right, Ben. What else uh, gets to know? Thank you, uh, Madame Webb. Mm -hmm. uh, weird. I'm seeing myself release twenty twenty four. I don't care. I'm seeing myself <laughs> not buying a ticket to see this at the cinema. Yeah. Very good. Wow. Very good. Wow. Yeah, Madame Webb. Webb. I maybe will stick with me more than any other film I see this year. Her, her web connects us all. It keeps There's me up at night still. The zone of interest. Okay. Uh, can I get a B? Uh, okay, an M, now an E. All right. I'd like to solve. Is the phrase huge fucking bummer? <laughs> mm. Is that correct? Uh -huh. So you needed two. You need three letters there for a huge fucking right. bummer. Yeah, it was wheel of fortune. Right? I, I understand. Okay, American Symphony. Mm. Never before has my brain stopped being interested in something. <laughs> <laughs> homework. You just hear that title and you think homework. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm sorry. I just really quickly. <clears throat> Are you there, God? It's me, Ben. No offense, but this movie is just not for me. I'm sure it's lovely, but I still have to see the new Godzilla and I guess Napoleon first. 
if they had combined it into Are You There, Godzilla? Godzilla. Uh, yeah, mark, it's right? me Napoleon. Then yeah. Oh yeah, it's, it's me Napoleon. Yeah. Napoleon would have vibed with Godzilla. Yeah. The other thing is, Ben's going to fucking cry so hard yeah, watching Margaret. Ben, you're going to love Ben. You're there, going to see Margaret. Yeah. There's Maybe a, that's just why I, I'm, I'm not. I'm scared. You're I'm scared avoiding for the, the same tears. reason I'm avoiding someone of interest, which is like, I don't know if I can handle this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Honorable mentions the Super Mario Brothers for best film that features dry bones. This is true. That's true. Yes, and we are trying to get him on as a Ben's guest dream show. guest for 20. Uh, we're here are going to go out and for <laughs> David Crumholtz <laughs> and dry bones. We want to try to get in the same episode, though. Yeah. Yeah. Dungeons and Dragons mm. for just being a fucking delight. Yes. Yeah. The Boy and the Heron receiving the Violator Achievement Award. For sure. Movie that reminds you most of the dynamic between Violator and Spawn. Correct. Cool. And that's in a new annual category that will stick around. Yeah, that's we'll true. See. Yeah, who had Violator Energy this year. Yeah. Definitely. And then uh, anyone but you for helping to establish a new kind of comedy trope that I really appreciate. Appreciate when the stoner character is high and is able to communicate with a koala specifically. Now, you said there was another movie where this also happened? This is another movie uh, from... There were two this year, right? Well, no, it was last year, but um, it was the House Party remake also Those did Those were both 2023. Really? Yeah. Well, and, wow. And two of the best Timmy's, Timmy's Wonka communicates with a, a giraffe. giraffe. Yeah, when he's high on chocolate. Well, right, listen... It's a big broad brush we can paint with. You know, yeah. like, come on, Hollywood's sure. a giant canvas, okay? I just think it's wild that there are two I smoke and then talk to a koala movies yeah. in one year. And it's really cool, and we should continue with this. Yeah. Just keep going. And I'm just looking here again, best pee hole in a movie. I just wow. want to remind everyone, is still anyone but you. Yeah. 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 All right, well, that's that's my original categories for this year. We're not going to top that, folks. No, we're sure. not. Thank you for joining us. Joe. Thanks for having me, as always. This had my, Oscar uh, buzz. This had Oscar buzz. We are uh, chugging along. We have a Patreon now if you want hey. to uh, get two extra episodes a month. And, and the talk Patreon about is movies that get some nominations, but not the major ones. Right, yeah. movies that don't qualify right. we are because they snuck rule, a score nom right, or right. whatever. Our hard right. and fast rule is nothing with any nominations whatsoever. Right. And so the, the Patreon, we do one a month that's an exception that is, uh, you know, skated by with one nomination. Sure. You're flaming hots. Right. And then another episode a month that's more of a, um, uh, we'll watch the 96 MTV Movie Awards. We'll watch an old Hollywood okay. Reporter roundtable. Nice. We'll, you know, talk about the Oscar race for this year and stuff like that. So yeah. um having a lot of fun with that. So check us out, my co-host Chris File and I. And then I'm doing games at Vulture. Uh now we just launched I'm gonna play this grid once we Folks, stop. We love grid games. games called the Cinematrix. If you're familiar with um Ultimate Grid for uh, both baseball or football and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. So um I think it's fun. We've started it off fairly broad i am the psychopath who's like let's make it harder and there's yeah. like Hell like yeah. calm down so um the calm down has is me um so uh i'm excited to see where it goes so check it out check 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 check, check it out i can't plug my shit it's blank check check it's it out check. here's my plug <laughs> in next week for blank check next week we resume mctiernan Yes, next week. That's right. Of course, this episode is live, essentially. So, live. Uh, you know, everything we just said Do on it, it is actually going to air. 
Uh, we've basically recorded all of our McTiernan's, but next week we have The Hunt for Red October with Jamel Bowie. Uh, yeah, one of the least surprising guest bookings of all time, but guess what? It's a fucking fun-ass well, episode. I've heard about talk about The movie. Hunt for Red October on his own podcast. And you'll, so. you'll, you'll hear it again. Very exciting. Jamel talk about Hunt for Red October is basically his free bird. Yeah, like... And endless, no one's complaining. We've no. been, we, this is what we came oh, for. That was not a complaint. I'm yeah. very excited to hear Jamel yeah, talk no, about Yeah, no one has new takes on it. It's yeah. great. It's a fucking great episode. The movie rules. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It really does. Uh, Rest McTiernan's really good. Yeah, it is. I think. I, I agree. And we set up our next three mini series, and they're exciting. We're like fucking salivating at the Guys, promise of I'm what's coming up. I'm gonna get them to tell me all of their upcoming mini series, and I'm not gonna tell us all. And then Mar March Madness is gonna be fucking good. At this point, the the voting started. I think everyone's gonna be normal about it. That's what I predict. <laughs> yeah. I feel, like, I feel like the last one was a nice return to normalcy last year. Well, we Madness. took it off Twitter, but I, yeah. I'm sure they did something insane last year. I don't <laughs> yeah. even remember. Do both. It was, it was oh. You know what? Oh, right. It okay. was do both. You're right. I will be it was clear the one vote right margin. now. I can't yeah. remember. Ben is the tiebreaker. Yes. If you engineer a tie, he will break it. Yeah. That's how it works. Do both ain't we, a thing. We are not doing yeah. both. No. We will do one. Yeah. And Ben is... The tiebreaker. Does yeah, that mean tiebreaker. we're never doing Bong Joon-ho? No. no. It just means it just, you don't fucking tell us what to do. You get to pick one a year. <laughs> and, and don't kind try of tell to us what to do. Yeah. me if it comes down to a tie. I'll pick. The only yeah. thing that will sway him is money. That's the only That's thing. Okay. True. And where are you going to find it? Or gifts. Gifts. Right. Or Flattery. Compliments. <laughs> right. A kind smile on a gloomy day. You Sending know. him a gif of a thing he likes. No, no, right? not a kind smile. Okay. I need more than that. <laughs> okay. More okay. All right, all right. A yeah. free microphone arm? We need one. Yeah. Well, yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. We record on Wednesday. <laughs> Why do you think I'm telling people we have three miniseries? Sweating. Planned? <laughs> yeah, we're like Zaslav. We got a lot of stuff coming up, okay? You guys don't even know. Tom Cruise is in like eight movies. Yeah. We got to end this episode so we can start our... <laughs> Seed funding round. We're, we're so rich. We're going to buy Paramount. We're definitely. Yeah, we have we're so much money to buy, buy them. We're going to buy Paramount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, we're buying Cardi. They take Paramount. Monopoly money, right? Yeah. <laughs> but he's trying to put Paramount on his Amex. <laughs> come on, come on. I'll, I'll buy you right now. All right, we're done. Goodbye. Goodbye. Love you all. Thank uh, you all for listening. Up. Yep. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you to Marie Barty, co-producer of this show, and, and our announcer for the evening. That's true. Our That's master true. of ceremonies. Thank you to Joe Bone, Pat Reynolds for our artwork, that golden Watto. Thank you to Lane Montgomery and the Great American Novel for our theme song. I don't know why I tripped on that word. Uh, thank you to J.J. Birch for taking it sleazy for a week. He went to go see uh, Disney on Ice. Yeah. And, and Pixar in concert. He went to like Pixar Philharmonic or some shit. I am happy that my episode being gives a fucking JJ good ass like, dad taking his daughter to shit. take a week off. You're welcome, yeah. JJ. Uh, thank you to uh, uh, take a month off because he's fired. <laughs> I'm just getting rehired. rehired. Alex Barron, AJ McKeon for editing, AJ McKeon also production coordinator on the show. As well, we should say thank you to Alex for creating all of the original music. For our Blanky episodes. Wow. Nice. Oh, sure. Very yeah, good. absolutely. Uh, uh, you can go to blankcheckpod.com for links to some real nerdy shit, including our Patreon Blank Check special features. We're finishing up the Terminator movies, doing an episode on... Uh, You're into the good ones now, right? We actually have yep. our Die Hard 2 Die Harder episode coming yes. up on nice. March 11th. And then uh, next month, we have our Sin Eater, The Crimes of Anthony Pelicano episode coming up, which is 
I could not be Definitely more psyched not for that one. 45 minutes of us vamping after we've stopped talking about that. It's either going to be... We might have to talk more about that off mic. People's most you. or least favorite episode ever. I can't wait. So I think we may have to perhaps include something else on the garbage plate. Fair enough. Okay, well, let's talk about that later. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, next week, Hunt for Red October. And as always... Next year, I'm going to get Ben's fiance to do punch up on my opening number. And as always, Mr. Wagner's was behind everything all along. Yes. I'm Marie Barty, and this has been the Blank Check Awards, with music by the Alex Barron Orchestra. Illustrations and graphics created by Joe Bowen and Pat Reynolds. Produced by AJ McKeon. Executively produced by Ben. Promotional consideration for the Blankies provided by... Chipcoin, the official currency of the moon. The Lumiere Brothers Factory, walking out of work, walking into film history. Water, did you remember to drink some today? Dan Lewis's Shack of Subs. He retired from acting, he's making sandwiches now. Radio Shack, Fran Magazine. Votes for the seventh annual Blank Check Awards were tabulated and certified by the accounting firm of Fernst & Young. Special thanks to Jack Reed, Party Blue Jay, and the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Blankies for their contributions. 